Welcome to Awards Radar, the podcast, a weekly discussion of the awards races, Hollywood news, and the films you should have on your radar. Here's your host, Joey Magidson. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Awards Radar podcast, coming in the height of precursor season, some of which are important, some of which are bullshit, some of which are both, some of which are not. Um, it's hot and heavy over here, so... We got a lot to do because uh, Miles and Steve, spoiler alert there, who's here, they're always here, except when they're not. Um, They're going to reveal their top tens exclusively before the staff top tens are released this weekend. You guys already know mine. Um, We're going to go, yeah, we're going to go over my my awards. I've uh, instructed them not to read the article, hurting our numbers, but I want them to do what we did last year and kind of guess. And uh, we're going to talk about those precursors. But first, quickly, we're a couple days out from The Last of Us debuting on TV. And it's very rare for me to be excited for a TV show. So we're going to just all express our excitement, especially with the fact that we've gotten Steve to start playing the game. Woo! Woo, woo, woo. Yes. That's me. Um, so Miles is here. Miles, what was your favorite part of the game? Um, I'll take my, oh, my earphones. Gosh. Yeah, ah, there's so many good parts. Um, well, I mean, we can skip the spoiler stuff that we both know is amazing. I mean, that that opening sequence really sets the tone, I think, super effectively. And it it does that thing where, like, technically you're just, like, moving forward, but, like, you feel like you're in, like, this massive sort of chaotic situation and just the emotional gut punch that comes at the end of it. Like, yeah. it, it really sets the table for everything to follow. Just like, it's not a spoiler, Steve, but in the second one, something they do in a lot of these games now that I think The Last of Us Part Two might be one of the first to do, is that um, <clears throat> having you go through a small space while it's a, essentially a playable loading screen, but then something will happen in the midst of it, because you're trained to assume it's just a loading screen. Hmm. Especially in, like, the traversing the, uh, like, the bombed out ho- uh, houses and going through, like, a, a tight space. You know, things will reach out at you when, when you know, I'm, I started Guard of War Ragnarok and like there's a lot of that without the things reaching out at you. I, I don't know. I appreciate so much that these both both these games did. Uh, Steve, you're here so far. What's your favorite part of the game? Or at least where are you up to? So we know how many episodes of the show you can. <laughs> That's the thing. I, I don't think I'm far enough to actually I, I would assume I'm at the end of episode What's, one. Uh well, tell us, tell us what the last thing that happened in the game, because Miles and I, Miles definitely remembers the game pretty well. I mean, yep. uh, where I'm, I'm walking around. It's the uh, with the young girl, and he, he he meets her, and they're walking through and trying to get past a bunch of you know, guards or whatever. Do you, you want know to call why them. you have her yet? Um, she started to you know just explain that she may be, is it that she's a cure? She may have something. She may she, she may be she immune might, to it. She has it. She has the like the infection, but yet is not yeah. totally infected. So that might be, that might be episode two. Yeah, I'm thinking that uh, might be. T- yeah, maybe. I'm thinking that's. I've heard. I, I've I heard they move little... some things around a little bit. So we'll yeah. see. Well, episode one is about an, I... an hour and twenty minutes, I believe. So. I would imagine the first episode ends with I mean, them look, coming together. I have it right here. With them at least meeting, I think, yeah. Yeah. Well, from what I understand, I was I was reading a couple of the reviews, because they made the entire season available for press. I wish I'd known. I would have told them. I would have uh, watched it. Because I pulled up my HBO like screeners app, and it was not there. I got real excited a couple days ago. I was like, shit, am I going to watch a couple of episodes? Um, but yeah, they... They've said the first ep- season is the is the is the first game, and the second season will basically be the second game. Which I think but is yeah, it smart. sounds like 
Oh, yeah. And and that they don't have a particular interest in going forward. But, you know, we'll see. By the time I would imagine season two is three to four years away for more than one reason. But by then they may have also announced a part three if they're going to do it. And if he's already written part three, you know, they might be able to film concurrently, which could be wild. Like a season three could hypothetically come out the same time as the third game. I mean, it could, but that would be a that'd be an odd disconnect for players and viewers. I feel I would it would it would be the same year. Probably. I don't think they would do like day and date. That would be wild. But I could see a uh, like. First quarter the game comes out and I don't know if TV has like if they do late season because TV seems to like early in the year. Well, There's I mean, yeah, this one hitting in January. Well, I mean, no, it's I think all they over would nowadays. give it at least a year. Yeah. I think they would want to space it out just so that people can digest the game before getting into it on TV. Possibly. I think, you know, I think if, they, if they were up to season two of, of part of the, of, the, of the show, people sure, but I, I don't now calming down about the second game. Sure, but, well, that's going to get reignited as soon as the second season hits, mark my words. Well, as we know as, with the awards game, is they're going to spread it out to take advantage of that as well. So they're not Yeah, I don't I don't is... think they're going to be even remotely concerned about like having the seasons out in a re- decent amount of time. If it takes yeah. them 3 years per season, that's what they're going to do cuz it's no, going to do gonna... amazing numbers for them. So they'll, oh, they'll yeah. give and, it that time. And Steve, without saying what happens, it's season one is going to end on a note where you're like, give me season two immediately. Yeah. I mean, that's, I'm, and that's what I'm excited for is because I am so, you know, fresh in the game. I purposely have avoided all spoilers of the game for what I, seven years or whatever it's been. Um, yeah, yeah, you can go a little longer. Yeah. So I'm trying my best to catch up. Um, I, I was yeah, looking at, I have the screeners here and the episode one is 81 minutes. Then you go to 50 three then uh another 80 minute or so and then the rest of them are about an hour so it's uh, episode three apparently is the highlight right now yeah that which is that's um, what i've heard which is also i think one of the more interesting things that makes the show worthwhile is the it's like it's apparently an expansion of a thing that we get a very if i recall a very small hint of in the game it's not a it's it's literally a single throwaway line of dialogue like it exactly it's kind of there in the vibes but there's nothing explicit about it in the game yeah but it's it's exactly what television can do and what this is apparently doing very well which is well we don't need to give you infinite amounts of fight scenes it's just it's not interesting as a as a show but when it doesn't play to an hbo thing i do love throwing bricks though yeah (laughs) that is pretty fun Wait till you get to the second game where you can throw a lot of stuff. Yeah, uh, including upsetting amounts of things at dogs. It's the only thing I didn't like about that game is it is uh, far too realistic in that sense. Uh, we Miles and I have talked about it, but you, the, there's there's guys basically with dogs that you can choose to kill if you need to like get around them. And they mourn their dog when the dog is killed or the dog will like sniff and whimper at the dead body. It's It's horrifying. Yeah. In the best way possible, because it's effective gameplay, but it is it is truly like you feel like you've killed something, and that is out there. All right, we'll be talking about The Last of Us consistently, because all three of us will probably be watching it, like, on time. It's very rare that we do this. Maybe Mandalorian might be the last one. Oh, Loki. Loki's probably the last one. Uh, at least the last one that we, like, t- checked in on on the podcast, yeah. Yeah, because, um, um, 
animated well, what if right that was the animated one that yeah i think i off I, like i kept up with it but i didn't have much to say about it week to week no we we pretty quickly were like yeah they're fine it's got an idea uh, okay yeah i think like, you need the comic book background to really appreciate that as much i, I mean sure. you can enjoy the show well, but how much can you say about it because i think it really does cater to those who yeah have more marvel you know comic oh, yeah. experience but we will at least try to check in on the last of us if if things work out, yeah, it seems yeah. like people will be interested. So keep that in mind. Uh, today, precursors, precursors, and awards. So um, we're actually finally going to talk about awards on this awards podcast. Indeed, it doesn't often we, happen, we, but we're going to do it. No peppers not today. Not super often. Um, what did you say? No peppers today. Not no, today. No, we thank we've God retired most of that. Um, though we we did off air have a uh, Heather Graham cracker reference, so <laughs> some things live on. So. Uh, I wrote a thing that went up this morning reminding everyone not all precursors are created equal. Doesn't mean you can't be excited about them, but keep in mind the Globes mean nothing. Um, in the same way that the critics groups ultimately mean nothing. Whereas the guilds are your voters. Even BAFTA this year, while they still have a contingent, are are maybe less influential than normal, but we'll talk about that later. Those long lists were interesting, but also varied enough that i don't know that we can take a a ton out of them um but we have actual awards so let's uh let's run through the globes first because uh steve and i watched miles didn't but got the winners miles probably was the smart one um the show was whatever ratings were terrible it's i don't know the 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 allure was never really there for me but it, it seems like it's gone Steve, did you did you get that same vibe or did you enjoy it more? Um, it was a mixed bag. You know, I was surprised at the turnout in you know uh, in person turnout. Sure. Um, After they were rumored to be like, yeah, not going to get anyone. I thought it was going to be an empty room, but it definitely was not. And you had some really heavy hitters in there, Spielberg and such. You had um, you had enough people who who decided for one reason or another not to show, and yeah. some of it was probably conflicts you know kevin costner legitimately apparently had to shelter in place with the with the, the flooding but i mean if this was pre-scandal globes and on a sunday i bet you taylor swift's there yeah even though she's probably not winning for that song she you know it, it was easy this year to be like screw them it, it felt and like a step down a, across the board though, i think yeah I th- well also there was nothing wrong with, with gerard carmichael but like Nobody gets excited for him hosting. This. Yeah, well, that's the thing. That's what I mean. It's like it. It Ricky Gervais is was somewhat news and still would be, I guess. You know, he had uh, Tina well, Fey. They, 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 and they Amy would be Poehler. digging their own grave if they if they hired him again yeah. for this. one. I'm just saying, but the, you no didn't way. have somebody that there was no buzz. I mean, about him. No, he's he's got more no, buzz and, within, like I think, within the industry and with, but he's not sure. You know, he doesn't have a. a if he does, he doesn't have a, a popular. Um, you know, so he's not he's not on the on the tips of everyone's tongues, is what I'm saying. No, no, not at all. So, um, here, uh, let's run through the TV ones real quick. Um, Miles definitely didn't make predictions on those, neither did I. But um, as you'll see here, um, something I said off air, I, I get more of these right than I expect, mainly because if you just predict the newest show, you do pretty well. So, um, actor in a supporting role. Uh, Tyler James Williams Abbott Elementary. Newest show there. Um, or one of the newest shows. The newest popular show. There's You can kind of uh, pick them out from there. 
supporting actress was Julia Garner Ozark. They like her. Mm-hmm. So that was a, a return win, I believe. Supporting actor in a limited series type thing, Paul Walter Hauser, Blackbird. That was pretty cool. Yeah. So one was... of our interviews, always a plus. And he's a du- cool, cool dude. Um, Miles, I'm pretty sure he made a wrestling reference at the end of his speech. Oh? I think he referenced the Dudley Boys, like a tag team from the 90s. Oh, really? <laughs> like, Bit of a deep cut? Was, yeah. I think he was like, get the tables, which is something they used to say for like their finishing move. And I was like, there's a reason he got to recover faster than most from a social media snafu, let's say. He just seems like a, a mostly good dude who was having a, a bad day, you know, as opposed to, oh, we've discovered you're actually awful. And it's very rare the internet allows that. So I was I was happy to see the sort of rehab. And he also quickly dumped circle. Twitter. He didn't. Yes. You know. And, yeah. And, he wasn't one of those credit. guys who like kept doubling down on the thing. Like, yes. He knew to get no, out he, while the going was good. He did it that night. Like when he was in the midst of it in the same way that like in an argument, you got to like get to the end of the argument before you can apologize sometimes. Yeah. But as soon as it was over, I don't know if someone told him or he looked at it and went, nope, we're not going to do this anymore. I will uh, release whatever needs to be released, but I'm just not going to do this anymore. And to his credit, when we inter- when I interviewed him, he talked about it and was like, yeah, no, like bad, bad stuff. <laughs> like there's something about that that makes people very happy to support you. Um, speaking of happy to support you, Jennifer Coolidge wins the supporting actress category there for The White Lotus. And Everybody loves her ten times more than they did before, and they already pretty much loved her. Yeah, which was uh, after that speech. Which was cool. I mean, how can yeah, you? Yeah, well, her? they. Well, that's the thing. There, there's. I liked, I liked her, going on kind of wild speech in the same way that I really liked um, the Natasha Leone one. Mm-hmm. When uh, yeah, so Miles, they were running way behind. Like everybody just didn't didn't give a shit. They also had this very strange idea to have piano music play people off, a live piano, like very gently playing you off. So not only was well, it Well, I saw a couple of the um, acceptance speeches where they were just like, no, shut up. <laughs> exactly. So not only was it ineffectual, it inadvertently was awkward because then you were yelling at like this lady playing the piano who doesn't have a choice. She's just doing her job as opposed to the unseen orchestra or like literally piped in music. So it was, it was a little strange. It didn't go off nearly as intended there, but... It uh, it did lead to some funny stuff with Natasha Leone's speech before she introduced her category. was pretty much all about, I'll be quick, but she took several minutes to explain why she'd be quick. I got no time to just dilly-dally, and we got to get to the point, like, every metaphor, and, and mm-hmm. it was very funny. I, uh, I liked that one. But Jennifer Coolidge definitely was the speech of the night, winning for the White Lotus. Uh, actor was Evan Peters for Dahmer. That was uh, interesting because he was kind of the least famous of the of the group, and that's not usually their vibe. But also, Dahmer was the newest thing. Uh, actress Amanda Seyfried, the dropout. That was also the closest thing to like a a movie type performance, so they love that. Uh, White Lotus wins best uh, anthology whatever show. Uh, Jeremy Allen White for the Bear, actor in a comedy. I didn't watch the Bear, but I heard good things. Oh, it's also, fantastic. I didn't know it was funny. Is it funny? Uh, it, it, there's, it's funny, but it's it's more. It's, oh, it's a Globes comedy, it, is what you're saying. It's no, it's kind of got a uh, uncut gems type vibe to it. It's very intense uh, at times. Is it, so it's is it more or less funny than The Martian? <laughs> it's 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 a different kind of funny. It's not like it's not yeah. joke because The Martian it's, is very funny, but also not a comedy. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's not a straight up comedy. That's for sure. Yeah, I will, I will, I will. I will one day watch the bear because it's also 
Well, I guess it's coming back, but I was like, it's it's fairly bite sized, right? Oh yes, like, it's, oh, I mean you, yeah. you'll knock it out if you watch it. After the first episode, you get hooked, and then you'll knock it out in a day or two. I'd guess it's a quick one. Yeah, there's 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 a couple of reasons why I I you know prefer when I'm not single, but I do like the like you you sit down and watch a show together aspect, and you do mm-hmm. just be like, oh, let's give a shot to the bear, and you're like. Oh shit! I guess we watched the bear now. Yeah, you know, there's there's something fun about that discovery. Well, yeah, I don't get that with a movie because when it's over, you're it's over. I watched it with my wife, and it was one of the. She's like, "What's this?" Which she asked me all the time, as if she's going to know what any What's anything this? is besides you know what, whatever I put on. But we put it on, and then it's one of those where you go, "One more?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One, and then the next thing you go, it's, it's oh, yeah, four one more, more in. That, like, that's yeah. That was, it was um, two days. We watched it years and years ago with my prior ex. That was House of Cards at the very beginning. Like, yeah, yeah, we can do one more. Yeah. Because you were into it. And then, you know, less into it. it you get wrapped uh, up in that, in that series very quickly. And it, like, oh, yeah. you, once it's over, you're like, damn it. It's, it's addictive. Trust me. It's, go so, watch it. I will. I will. Very supportive of maybe, that. Win. But maybe, maybe between football this weekend. We'll see. Uh, Quinn Brunson wins actress in a comedy. Newest, newest show. Also, most popular. Also, that was pretty much, she's been winning a lot, mm-hmm. right? Most of these things. She's so that was, all over the place. Give or take the uh, Jenna Ortega, like Wednesday being just as new kind of thing. That was a pretty foregone conclusion. Uh, just like uh, television series, musical comedies, Abbott Elementary. Vague surprise, I guess, was Costner winning for Yellowstone. But there was, I, I get, I, that might honestly be the most popular show of the list. Yeah, but still, I mean, I, I was shocked. We're just it. not watching it. I don't, I don't, any, I don't know anyone who, who, pick that everyone i talked to is like my what? grandmother watches it that's the only one that i that i know but like it's wildly popular i mean honestly uh, he, would, he would have been last on my list i mean i know it's popular but bridges is great in the old man odin kirk is a bridges least. Is, a, is the goat and uh adam scott and severance if you watch severance i guess nah, not 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 eventually one day that's like, another one and, i still have to watch andor which diego luna was nominated but yeah. he seemed like he was last maybe yeah Yo, andor I mean, is dope yeah, it is. yeah, but the good. globe, but it was the only nomination for it. It wasn't. Good. I guess if you're looking at a yeah, I'm sorry. In an award sense, probably he would be coming in last, but still. Totally. Oh no, no! Like we said before, you vote based on you vote and predict based on quality, which yeah, I mean, I make that lower mistake. vote totals, but I, I try, yeah, I try okay. not to be emotional or use my brain too much, but it uh, sure, um, it hurts. Zendaya me. won for actress in a drama; she wins all the Deserving. time. That's great. She's she's legitimately great in that show, which. Mm-hmm. Is interesting because it's such a not awardsy show. I watched the first season. I just it was a little depressing to keep going with, but I, I liked it. Which quickly, so best uh, television series drama was House of Dragon. Before we get to the uh, the film ones, did either of you see when it came out Assassination Nation? No, no, I heard of it, but I haven't so, not watched it. So it was Sam Levinson's movie, right? It was like right around the time that Euphoria was getting set. So like, it's mainly notable for like bombing horribly right like opening no most no money i it was on tv over the weekend and I, I i liked it enough the first time it's very like would have wouldn't have been out of place in the lucky number 11 go you know like era of tarantino knockoffs but also way more concerned with modern stuff it's just it's interesting that that movie failed in part because it seemed like it was too on the nose at the time and somehow it's more timely because the the plot of that movie is is in the town of Salem, well, you know, um, somebody releases everybody's like personal stuff on their phone, so everybody sees who's sending nudes to whoever and who's having affairs and who's 
secretly a racist and, and all these things. And the town goes mad and like eventually starts killing each other. But there's a line in it. She's the main character is walking home after basically getting kicked, basically walking after getting kicked out of her house because her parents found out she's like sending nudes to like the neighbor. And there's a guy like filming her and like egging her on big, hey, and like being, you know, the type of guy we don't like. And eventually like tries to kill her later on. And, and her narration is like, what, why does, why does somebody see a naked picture of a woman and their first thought is I got to kill this bitch. I'm like, oh, this is the best movie of 2023. It just came out five years ago. Hmm. But like, you know, Sam Levinson has a very specific vibe. So it's it's Zendaya who's getting the, the show awards as opposed to, I think, the the rest of it all. But yeah, it, when we eventually get to our like watching movies together and, and talking about them, I think Assassination Nation should be on the list when we do like a vote. But that's for another time. We've only been talking about that for a year. Um Film categories. We'll we'll make Miles happy with the first one. Best original song. Natu, Natu. Wow. (laughs) So again, I don't think the Globes influence anything, but I could see this actually ending up the Oscar winner, independent of the Oscars. I I I think there's a. At first, I was like, I'll just be happy if it's nominated. But now, I mean, I think it's got some groundswell. And I think there's going to be a sense of it may not get nominated anywhere else. So this is the place if we're going to give it anything. Exactly. There's a little bit of that. And I think also really working in its favor is um, Gaga and Rihanna kind of uh, cancel each other out in a way. Yeah, I've noticed both of their songs sort of fill the same emotional. Yeah place in the in the and song they played lineup. on the radio like there's usually one of those these days i mean if we look at the, the list you know in years past decades past you know four or five of them would be that type of film like a like a banger from the radio and now it's the exception as opposed to the rule so like to a lesser degree i think like taylor swift's song also is is kind of just like oh it's a song as opposed to a movie song and they're kind of like right for the same vote and chow papa is fine but not the best song on that. But nobody's, like, enthusiastic about it. The passion exactly. for RRR continues, and it's like, you can see it in, in posts on Twitter and anywhere else. Oh, yeah. How active they are, and how as soon as you, you mention it, there's energy around oh. it. Where, I think, Wakanda Forever, uh, and Top Gun, people still enjoy it, but I think it's more you enjoy it on your own. It's not like a group thing. Well, RRR tends to be like more of a community, like people... Like rally yeah. around it. So well, those are Lady Gaga and Rihanna fans. I think at this point, yes. pushing them forward in a way, and good for them. But um, yeah, I, my one naysayer thing I'll bring up, just because I have to be fair, um, this is an international voting body, and that does help a little bit. But I still think uh, this is a very uh, interesting category. I don't know that we're going to have that much else to look at besides Critics' Choice and. We'll see what happens there, but there. This is a category to watch for for RRR to get its get its win beyond just a nomination. Now, uh, score. Justin Hurwitz wins. Um, maybe your Oscar front runner, independent of this again. But also, um, his room is filled with globes. They always give him an award. They love him. I think he has four now. That's awesome. I mean, well, listen, has, I, I think has, despite my conflicted feelings about Babylon, I do think it has the score of the year. So I'm excited to see this. Totally. Um, I believe he has the song and score globe for La La Land, and he won for First Man, I want to say. Not Whiplash? I think it was First Man. 
but I, I can check that. But yeah, he he has at least three, if not four, now. Maybe he has five. I don't know. I feel like he was, for a while he won every time he was nominated. I don't know how much they liked Whiplash. I don't. Besides, when everyone gave uh, uh, Simmons, yeah, yeah, he he was he was set. But um, it was it always felt like him or uh, John Williams. But we didn't know how much they liked uh, Fablemans, which we'll we'll get to. But it it turned out to be it turned out to be a solid uh, solid win. Like again, even if like you, you're you're a little lukewarm on Babylon, but can't argue with it. Um, yeah, he's four for four. Yeah, you're right. Two for two for La La Land, first man in Babylon. He has yet to lose. So there's there's that um, solid lineup. John Williams, Hurwitz, uh, Hildor interview coming soon on the site. Um, in a matter of days, actually, Alexandra Despla also interview coming in a couple of days on the site, and Carter Browell, Banshee, who we've already interviewed. So four out of the five are our record. We we normally do that for the Oscars, but again, talk to us. It works out well for you. Yeah, it does. Um, screenplay: Martin McDonough won for Banshees, beating the Daniels. Because I think uh, Spielberg and Tony Kushner, Sarah Polly, and Todd Field were fillers in a way. I, I don't want to say that, but like they had their chances elsewhere. It seemed right. And, uh, they also, again, international voting body, two more international films, but they um, does McDonough have two or maybe just one? But they like him. So again, well, uh, you know, three billboards did quite well at the Globes from memory. I think he might have won like director and screenplay or screenplay and, and picture. Like he had he ended up with more than one statue that day. Right. So he because uh, that was the thing. They got a big boost back when people pretended that this thing gave boosts. But still, uh, it was an interesting show of force because it came a little later in the show after um, spoilers for a couple minutes from now. Uh, everything everywhere had won two prizes already. And that's that's the thing about award shows. You have to remember the order sometimes will influence you. Like we all remember the the year of Hugo when I just won all the early awards. And you're like, wait, is Hugo going to beat the artist all of a sudden? <laughs> and it you're like, no, that's or like um, trying like Avatar, Hurt Locker. You know, they're the big technical spectacle. Oh, or or the one that probably upsets you uh, most, you guys more, uh, Mad Max, when it just was dominating the first hour of that telecast. No, yeah, and then so it just stopped. <laughs> yeah, just just stopped. But listen, you got spotlight instead of uh, revenant. So the the, the truck stalled yeah. with all the flames and everything. Um, director, this was one of the last awards of the night, and uh, almost everyone in the last couple days had switched to Baz Luhrmann, and I didn't do it, and I'm glad I didn't because Spielberg won. McDonough was nominated. You always kind of felt like that was for screenplay. Cameron was they like him. But I didn't feel like a win. And the Daniels were just sort of X factors because you're just you're not sure how that's going to go over. But Spielberg won actually gave a very good speech. Mm-hmm. It may just be where we're at with the with the director category that in the last couple of years where the director kind of just walks to a win independent of what happens with picture. Uh, and, and really, who could complain? Like there is anyone who says that the Fablemans is poorly directed is just lying. Like it's it's objectively made well. <laughs> if it doesn't impact with you, that's that's a whole other thing. But it is it is definitely a master showing why he's a master. Yeah. So as opposed to maybe the master baiting of perhaps a biopic that we don't have to talk about right now. Um, oh, that was torture. Sporting actor. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Listen, you don't you don't want to watch it. I don't. It's true. 
There you go. Uh, supporting actor Kiwi Kwan wins everything everywhere. That's just going to happen. Oh, yeah. It seems like a sure thing. Well, there's there's no no one has stepped forward. And again, this is not a Globes thing, but if it was going to be someone, it would probably be Brendan Gleeson. But nobody, I think, feels like they can't reward that film elsewhere. Well, exactly. So. Banshees is going to have a great showing regardless. So, like, that's not whereas Kwan, like may end up being the highest sort of above the line that everything but i mean fucking who knows i mean we'll get into it but it's yeah. you know well, who, like, who would have thought it, back when it came out in march that it would be like in the top three contenders thing is though i think i think a lot of people talked about it and then you know your twitter naysayers which you know they naysay everything you know that the sky is well, blue yeah, that's why you have to be very like, careful with how you say it like you guys remember yeah. i i was very i chose my words very carefully and I and I said, you know, if you want to be excited about it, be excited about it. But here's what has to happen before this is more than just something you want to have happen. And to its credit, it's happened. Mm-hmm. But that's that's the thing you have to keep in mind that for it to happen, X, Y, and Z has to happen, and it it has, and that's that's great and good for cinema on the whole. But it it yeah, in March, these were all long shots. And it takes it for that kind of movie. It takes this long to build up, not just people liking it and, and new people coming aboard, but the overall sense in the awards community, as it were, that it's a viable contender. That's the thing. If you're not seen as a viable contender, it doesn't matter how good you are. It just means you're not going to be considered, and that means people, the studio, won't spend money on you. There won't be events, and and nothing happens. That's just kind of how it goes. And we've seen that all the time. Often with the things we like best. They just don't go anywhere. They don't get supported. They they vanish. Sometimes they're not good and they vanish. Sometimes they're great and they vanish. But yeah, there isn't a, a supporting player who stepped up to be the alternative yet. And I don't think there's going to be. No one, like I said, Gleason, no one feels like it's the only place to honor it. A Paul, a Paul Dano, for example... I don't know that that's going to happen, even if he gets nominated. There just there doesn't seem to be a two. So yeah, there's a big gap that. between the one and the two. Yeah, yeah, I agree. As opposed to in supporting actress, where there is bless you, there is nothing but this could happen. Even though, and and again, don't look to the Globes as a tastemaker. But prior to this, there was a a small buzz building that will probably be a bigger buzz now. That without a clear front runner, there's a chance to give Angela Bassett an Oscar, and maybe that's just not a bad idea. And it turns out she wins the Globe for a good performance, mind you. Not not like there's no shade on the performance. Well, I I remember saying at the time, if this is the first MCU performance to win an Oscar, it is a worthy performance to do so. And I sure. I think I'm very much part of that group that in the past week or so. Because I think for the longest time, the conventional wisdom was that one of the women talking women would be the front runner, but that just kind of hasn't materialized mm-hmm. the way it needs no, to. No, they're going like, to probably be shut out. Yeah. Well, I was just about to say, I'm like, the movie may still show up in like picture or screenplay or wherever, but I think they're going to get completely shut out of the acting categories. And that's kind of, Maybe. I don't know if they're all splitting the votes with each other. Like, I don't know what scenario we're uh, in where like Ben Wishaw seems to have the best chance of the cast, which well, is not where you want to be. I told you, at, at Telluride. It, it's that thing that was... feels like it's, 
it's it's like Adam Driver being the only nominee for Black Klansman, you know. It's well, just like yeah. it's going to fast forward because it's so dumb, but to like D- obviously TGA um don't we have more signs, right? That you know. We'll talk well, yeah, we'll get Yeah, we'll yeah. Get but my my point and, is is it, and sag. I was just going to say though that Twitter seems to be really upset. I'm like, you know what? If people aren't voting for it, people aren't voting for it. You can't be upset also, that like this is some kind of you know, horrible scandal. It is, it's just, it is what it is. It is the inherent danger of being last. When you're last, you often have a shot at catching the tra- the vibe, right? Mm-hmm. Catching the wave, riding the wave. But if you don't, you really don't have a backup plan. Look at, look at last year. Coda won Best Picture because of a backup plan. It kind of came and went in the summer. And I wrote that article where like, watch out for it. But again, Here's what has to happen. And I was very clear. I wasn't saying it was going to win Best Picture. I said, here's the things that would need to happen. And to its credit, or, or maybe I'm just good at my job sometimes, like that's exactly what happened. It slowly came back. It kind of crested and, and found the wave and became almost a new movie at the, at the perfect time. And if you don't get that, you just kind of get forgotten about. I mean, listen, we're recording this on Wednesday night. Technically, it's Thursday morning. But we'll, this will be up as probably – PGA announces so you we don't know how that's going to go but if if women talking isn't a PGA nominee it's in it's in serious danger of not being a best picture nominee but we were talking about Angela Bassett she is not she, a she's lot. looking re- not a lot but, but she's, she's looking, looking good. real good right now well cuz it's, it's the same problem in a different manner with supporting actor and not problem it's the benefit to her than that there isn't really a number 2 because Two through like eight is all like, I don't know, cattywampus, just because I want a new word. But like, who was number two in this lineup? Was it Carrie Condon? Was it Jamie Lee Curtis? Was it Dolly DeLeon? Was it Carrie Mulligan? The answer is yes, whichever one. Mm -hmm. You can make a very viable case. So we, and we don't know because the the whole season has been wonky like that. And when we talk about SAG, it got wonkier in in an interesting way. It only added more contenders as opposed to taking them out. So... In a way, it makes it very hard to predict this category, but it also kind of makes it easier to predict the winner because if these things continue, Angela Bassett now has something to, above everyone else. Well, it, it if, gives you something to follow when you're voting, where before it's oh yeah, and, kind of a scattershot, and now Bassett, who is very popular, you know, she's a she's a well liked, exactly. and there is that doesn't there's hurt a at vague all. sense of we kind of missed the vote on giving her the Oscar back in the back when she was up for it. Yeah. So not only is it getting her back, but maybe we give her a win. And you have the 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 light edition of, you know, we uh, have not given Marvel an acting prize yet. So if you're a big Marvel fan, that's only more fuel to the fire. That and and just removed from all that, it is a very awards friendly supporting performance. If you just if it wasn't Black Panther Wakanda forever, it was. The Woman King, you know, that that title forever. If it just was wasn't based on comic books, right? The the nature of that role and what happens to that character and the arc that's there is is the type of role that wins Oscars on on occasion. Mm-hmm. Or more than on occasion. So I wouldn't I wouldn't uh not even count her out. I would I would if you don't have her number one, you probably need a good reason not to have her number one. I would listen, but you probably need a good reason. Um then we have a non-English language feature where everyone's presumed number five, Argentina 1985 one, which that feels like a vote split to me. Yeah, it has to be. 
because the other four are so popular. And like I've heard amazing things about Argentina. I have to watch it at some point. I know very I know a bunch of industry people have said like that's my favorite of the group. But you know, All Quiet on the Western Front is maybe slash probably a Best Picture nominee at this point, given how it's performing. Close has like the emotional quotient and like has been acting like a Dark Horse Best Picture nominee. Decision to Leave has a very um, core of support, and RRR is probably the most popular of the five. And had just won an award earlier in the night, and was the only one there that had more than one nomination. So, <laughs> Jesus, make of that what you will. Except to say, like Argentina is going to get nominated, probably. Yeah, which Four I think we mostly already knew. Exactly that that other spot that RRR can't have will be yeah. the interesting one. Uh, animated picture was. Probably the easiest call of the night, Pinocchio. It's just going to happen. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's a ton to say about that. It was a slam dunk. Well, it's it's one of those ones where if it doesn't win, it's Globes being stupid. Exactly. And we've seen that before. And it would have been like, as cute as it is, it would be like Puss in Boots winning. And you're like, really? Yeah, exactly. What, what are you doing there? Um, even though Puss in Boots is very good. Like out of nowhere. Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, I, exactly. I, not, I think there's a case for for four of the five. The uh, well, I, I haven't seen uh, in you. Well, I think so that I that's much about well, that's that's my that's my case against it is that it came out very late. Um, yeah, it was the surprise. But the other four have, I mean, all four of the others have uh, have a pretty good following and, and support. But I think you know, yeah. I think Marcel the Shell is more know, Twitter and insider stuff than. Uh, general audience. It's cool. Yeah, it, it's it's just yeah, it's more of a hipster vote. But turning yeah. red out is the I one mean, that I, I always consider to really be a, a competition yeah. for Pinocchio. But the um, the A twenty four holiday box every year is a highlight because they give you something from almost all of their films, and usually it's very cute. What it is like, there's always an alcohol type thing. So like the year of the disaster artist, you were able to make your own scotchka. <laughs> which I, I thought was very clever. Um, this year it was Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. It was Hurricane Mix and, uh, and a bottle of rum. But um, they didn't bury the lead from Marcel the Shell. They sent you a little Marcel the Shell, mm-hmm. which lives lives in my room now, with a little like box where you can put like half a, uh, a, um, a Q-tip in. And like if you want like a penny or a nickel or something like that, it's like very much like giving Marcel his, his little stuff. So I, it was very – it was adorable. Um, actor in a musical or comedy, Colin Farrell. We all said that was going to happen. He's a threat to win the Oscar. Yeah, um, yeah. And was there? They like that. Um, also, they like that movie. Um, same with uh, actress great. in a comedy, Michelle Yeoh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Everything, everywhere, all at once. Very easy call. Outside chance of Margot Robbie, just like there was an outside chance of Daniel Craig, but it did not. Uh, did not happen. They are in the top three of their categories. Yeah. Which is or top two, depending. On I would say top two, yeah. Michelle Yao's two and actress Farrell is part of the top three. However, you want to do it, I you can make an equal case for all three. I think right now, and potentially even more so on Sunday if uh, if Brendan Fraser wins the, uh, the Critics' Choice, just because then we'll have we'll have that year where everybody has something pretty early on, right? And then everyone yells about what matters more, and then SAG maybe tells us. Comedy was Banshees beating everything everywhere at once. That was one of the things we were looking out for was them going head to head, how how they go. Because they're both international type features. Like they had enough going for them that the one the one comparison was interesting. Maybe not informative, because again, it's the Globes. But the fact that they avoided like the trend, you know, the 
the big flashiness of Babylon or the the cool factor of Glass Onion. Like they they went for the one, you know, they try to predict the Oscars too. Um actor in a drama, Austin Butler, we knew Brendan Fraser wasn't winning because he wasn't gonna show, and the other performances were pretty uh no, no, I'm not going to say lackluster. Only one of them was bad, <clears throat> Hugh Jackman. Um, but Bill Nye and Jeremy Pope were also rands, even if Bill Nye is probably getting nominated. So we knew that was going to happen. For some reason, Austin Butler decided to talk like Elvis during the uh, yeah. speech, which <laughs> may not help him. Like, that's one of those things that I don't know how much you could help yourself here with these things, but you could almost hurt yourself with, like, a terrible speech. And his speech wasn't bad. But I, I'm pretty certain he doesn't talk like that. Like once upon a time, Hollywood was on TV this afternoon before I, I had to leave to go out. And I was watching like his scene, you know, where, where Brad Pitt gets to go like, I remember you, you were on a horsey. And he doesn't sound like that. And I know it's performance, but I've also seen him in a Kevin Smith movie. He doesn't sound like that. Like there's this whole other voice he's doing that's not his regular voice and isn't a performance voice that I'm a little puzzled by. Maybe like, it's his uh, maybe it's his Dune voice and he's still stuck in it. Oh, if that's his Dune voice, I'm going to be so happy, even though it will torpedo that film so much. It will be so out there. If that's what he thinks a uh, galactic king, prince, king, what the hell is he? Uh, prince. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I read a thing with him where he was talking about, like, he was, like, working with a personal trainer or something to get really, like, jacked and intimidating. And then the first comment was, like, how intimidating do you have to be to fight Timothy Chalamet? That's true. Like, like we could take him. But, but like, he sound, he's doing this, like, Elvis-ish accent. He's from Anaheim. Like, sir. But... Thing is, though, when you, you know... How many months of prep is it? I think I... You know, yeah, but the movie's a year old. I know, but like, still, it's it's. I I know I know friends of mine who moved you know across the country for to go to college, and they'd come back and go. Since when are you southern? Like you've been sure, down there for two they, months. It goes away eventually. Yeah, I mean, I know, but it, it, I think it, I think you slip back into. Oh no, it. it's a choice, and I'm yeah. just puzzled by it. I don't. Know. I, I don't. I don't know that anyone cares, but whatever. He's fine I in the movie. Know. I just don't love the movie. Uh, actress in a drama, Kate Blanchett. Um, what was interesting about this was the last minute buzz about Honor the Armas, which I think was mostly the internet just needing to like talk up an interesting contender. But uh, there's something to be discussed about that in a couple minutes. Um, and then uh, motion picture drama goes to the Fablemans. So Elvis gets held back. So overall, solid winners just in a show that like at its peak didn't have a ton of influence and now has so so much less so not a ton you can say but today we had things that matter so we'll we'll do dga first because it's quicker um they sure went in an interesting direction with first time feature we've we've talked for a little bit how like charlotte wells is going to win this award it's like in a walk but they were they were other interesting um, contenders, like I believe the director of Smile was making his debut. Yep. And that would have been an interesting one, but they did not go in that direction, nor did they go for some of the, the other names that I had seen floated about. They With this category, they rarely go with the big names. Honestly, the other name of note was probably John Patton Ford for Emily the Criminal. Yeah. Because the other three are international features. And Alice Diop also, I believe, has made other films before, but that's... We don't need to get into that. They've done that before. That was for St. Omer. 
Audrey Dewan for happening. Mm-hmm. And oh no, um, the Marina director, Antonetta Alamet Kushchenovic. I'm so sorry. No, it's pretty um, good. But uh, Charlotte Charlotte Wells will win. But then we got to director. Um, the the general thing we normally do with this is like assume four out of five, right? We think of the DGA five and then we pull one out as a safe bet usually. Three at minimum, four a lot, five sometimes. (laughs) So Steven Spielberg nominated. Yeah, he's getting in, right? I would assume so. Todd Field nominated. Probably getting in. Not a lock, but like in the the top tier, like you won't be surprised when you hear his name. Right. Same with Martin McDonough, right? Mm -hmm. The Daniels closing in on that way, right? So you have three people, uh, four people, but three nominees that are filling up the like two through seven section, right? Without a problem. And then for that that last spot, you would assume you would have heard James Cameron at this point, right? Because he seems like he's more locked in than a lot of those guys for a nomination. Well, maybe not. What about Baz Luhrmann coming on strong, right? Maybe not. Because they go Joseph Kaczynski, Top Gun Maverick. Very cool. Probably not going to translate the Oscar. But makes that last spot way up in the air now. In a way that I uh, was not expecting. I mean, listen. Great news for Damien Giselle. I I mean, listen, I know that common consensus is that it's only going to be four out of five, but like, I can easily see a world where this is the Oscar five. And I think people are maybe a little too eager to rule out Kaczynski. I feel like he might get that kind of blockbustery goodwill we were expecting Cameron to get. Maybe. I mean, listen, if you swapped out Kaczynski for Cameron, I would be thrilled. And this is no no shade on Cameron. I I liked Avatar more than I expected to. But he's won an Oscar. He's been in that category several times. He was nominated for the first one. I don't think his direction is that much better this time. He's working with even better technology and he's he's kind of honed the the script this time a little bit. You know, the first Avatar script I would charitably call a mixed bag to weak. Whereas this one is fine, solid, like acceptable for a movie that's three hours long almost better um yeah whereas kaczynski so this was a tiny thing on twitter today but i i I ignore it because the answer is guess what the people nominated were great the people weren't nominated also great there was a there was a small segment of like oh it's just men and the last nominee was nominated for doing what tom cruise said to do and one i think that's a fairly uh it's a fairly like reductive take on what that movie is doing because there's a lot of direction in that movie and it's not well and also kaczynski's past work sort of hears him out in that regard like you look at tron legacy you look at like a lot of his other stuff like he he directs the fuck out of whatever he works on and he's and he's directed tom cruise before so he has the ability i think to i don't think tell him no because i don't think that's I, I, I don't but think he's Tom not he's not there to be a glorified like Aaron no. boy, you know, he's he's calling shots. He's calling shots. And I think instead of being hired because you'll do as I say, he was hired because I think Tom Cruise trusts him to actually go and direct the movie. Well, they have a good as working relationship. It's the same yeah. with uh, Christopher McQuarrie on the Mission Impossible movies. Like you can tell, like they've settled into a good groove together. It's not just about Tom Cruise ghost directing the movie. Exactly. You know, you understand what I'm going for, you can take my notes and you know when to tell me like we should do this instead of that. And it seems like it's a productive conversation. They don't seem exhausted by each other. You can tell the people who like continue to work with people, but also have that look of like, 
I don't know that I actually enjoy this. It just the work turns out well. You know, the Jennifer Lawrence's and David O. Russell's of the world, perhaps. Mm. Uh, or Christian Bale's and David O. Russell's, where it's like, I don't know that you guys are like super close friends. This seems like Kaczynski and Tom Cruise, and especially Tom Cruise and Chris McQuarrie, have a bond. Right. And they like they are they're they're kind of hive minding it, and that allows you to do that. Also, like, I mean, listen, Miles Teller's been in, in a Kaczynski movie as well. Like Two. he was able to yeah, he was able to. You're right. Um, he was able to cast the movie the way he wanted to. Oh wait, three um, isn't he in only is, the brave? Yeah, I, what, what was he's in only the brave? Only the brave, Top Gun, and uh, Spiderhead. Yeah, I, I was leaving out Top Gun because he's in Top Gun. But yeah, he was in Spiderhead. Came out afterwards, so like he was in one, made a second one, then came back for a third. But you know that was, if you recall, that uh, that role was was coming down to him and and Glenn Powell. Yeah. And a third person, I don't remember who. Austin Butler. I don't know. <laughs> Those three seem to be in, a lot, in, the, in the mix for a lot. But there was... Timothy Shaw. There was... <laughs> probably. Like, there was three, and then there was two. And, and I remember being... Not disappointed, because I like Miles Taylor a lot, but kind of wanted Glenn Powell to get that big role. But then they were like, well, he's so good. Why don't we just, like, offer him this other role? And he was like, no, that role sucks. And they went, well, what if we made it good? He was like, all right. And that movie's so much better because that role is good. Yeah, for sure. Oh, so, I you're right. There's a possibility that Kaczynski has a chance. I would still say Spielberg wins this. Yeah, Unless I don't. I don't disagree. The Daniels with that. maybe surprise. The Daniels oh, would be a big surprise if the Daniels get it. I think that's the momentum that sees yeah. everything everywhere getting picture. Exactly. I don't. I don't see McDonough winning because it's such a low key kind of. It's doing it well, but it's not flashy. And you know, DGA does kind of like their flash. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Kaczynski might not be five. He might be three. Yeah, I could see it. I don't know. We'll see. Um, even more important this morning was SAG. Uh, biggest group, most Academy members. Um, but also, they never correlate five out of five or five out of ten anymore. So there's there's things to be done here. Something interesting. Um, stunt performance. Avatar, Batman, Black Panther, Top Gun. Woman King. You'd think everything everywhere would have gotten in. I know. Or RRR. Yeah. Or RRR or All Quiet in the Western Front for that matter. Like, th- that category is always fascinating. There's no way to predict it. Well, but they, also, like, no shade on any of the people that did get in, you know? Like, it's no, it's, it's a pretty good year for it in general. Whereas sometimes it's like them. you have to shove in whatever Marvel thing came out. Oh, yeah. I do appreciate them remembering Top Gun has stunts and visual effects and things like that. Like there was a, there was a mild concern earlier in the year that it was going to maybe underperform in some of those, just because it seems like it's also practical. But I, I, re- I finally rewatched it at home and one, it plays like gangbusters at home, which I was a little surprised by because it's such a good theatrical experience, but the movie's just fucking really great. I don't, I'm still shocked that it's great. I've seen it twice now and have it in my top 10. Um, but there's anything involving like missiles, and there's plenty of missiles. Is a is a CGI effect. Like the planes are really doing shit, but like there's plenty of CGI in that movie. Um, I don't know much a ton about the TV stuff, so see if there was something that you noticed. But I did like that Sam Elliott they got a nomination, so that was cool. Okay, I'll uh, I'll go through these I'll go through these categories for a second. Um. So you'll come back in a minute. So supporting actor. Uh, remember how I said it might get a little less confusing about like if there's number two? Nope, we're going to get no information because they had Paul Dano, Brendan Gleeson, 
Barry Keegan, Kiwek Wan, Eddie Redmayne. So they just put in Paul Dano instead. Which, cool, I hope he gets nominated, but um, no help. I, if anything, it just even more solidified its it's Quan's Oscar. I tell you what. Assuming he wins. Yes, very much so. Um, I tell you what, Eddie Redmayne is my Jared Leto this year. Yep. Well, you haven't you are you haven't watched it, so at least no. But I've seen that clip that goes around on Twitter, and Jesus Christ, no, that clip is that clip is strange because it's the the one where he's like, no, or I can't, or something like that. Right? Where he's, he's just screaming, and it feels very Jupiter ascending. Sure, it's it's such a weird out of context thing because he's much lower key the entirety of the movie. It's his one like weird serial killer vibe scene, and you know it. it it's this year's marriage story scene where it's like, this is out of context and he's going to make fun of. But I still don't know that he needs to be nominated. He's he's like unsettling and creepy in like a weird kind of nerdy way. But like he has an Oscar. He's been nominated. Like he's not going to win. I know they don't think that way. But especially when you have some first timers in the mix, you would hope that the the Danos and the Keegans and the, and the Gleasons and yeah. And so on, we can go down the line, are are not forsaken for that. In a way that, like, listen, Brad Pitt has his Oscar. If he misses, all good. Even though I think he's he's pretty solid in, in Babylon. I love Judd Hirsch and the Fablemans, but he, he's been nominated. Like, if he doesn't get in, I'll live. Um, you don't want to necessarily see the first-timers miss. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing we were talking about before with supporting actress. So here, they um, still have Angela Bassett, probably your frontrunner. They still have Carrie Condon. They still have Jamie Lee Curtis, right? Um, Dolly DeLeon misses, which is not great for the, for her chances. So when you're when you're a smaller performance, you do tend to need SAG. Yeah. But I wouldn't knock her out necessarily um, because they also made room for Stephanie Zhu, so they double down on everything everywhere. That might be hard to pull off. Hard to say. Um, and then the – who was the – I know who the fifth one at SAG was. Who am I forgetting at – Globes, who was the other nominee who didn't miss. Carrie uh, um, Mulligan? Literally talked. Yes, Carrie Mulligan, um, who I think might be closer to missing now. Just because yeah. I think there's that sense of like, well, she's not going to win. You moved her supporting, like, whatever. Because um, Hong Chao gets in for the whale. Yeah, which, which she cool. she definitely needed this kind of boost. Yes. I think same with and, uh, Stephanie Sue. Yeah, so I like the idea of... of of them getting it also makes this a very interesting category but at the same time if condon and and jamie lee curtis are your two and three i think angela bassett's probably winning the oscar yeah that's where i'm leaning right now condon is not gonna win i don't think jamie lee curtis could win but that's that would be it it would be the very definition of a career win yeah which is not outside the realm of possibility but i don't think there's I think all the goodwill is for the movie more so than her, whereas Angela Bassett, I think, is in the opposite situation where, like, she's starting to get a little residual, like, because this is very much a year of, like, rewarding people who've maybe gone gone unrecognized for a while, like your Michelle Yeohs or your Brendan Fraser. So I think she could definitely ride that same kind of goodwill. Also giving that film three acting uh, wins and maybe nothing else. Is very strange. Yeah, that that would because be... then you're like, well, if it wins three, it's got to win screenplay, right? And you think that, but also Banshees is really providing competition there. That might be a pick'em by the end of it. 
Yeah. And it's locked in uh, at least a three horse race for picture with like maybe Top Gun lurking. But we'll get that in a second. So actor, lead actor, right? You got your Austin Butler, you got your Colin Farrell, you got your Brendan Fraser, you got your Bill Nye. The four, who I'm pretty sure are locked at this point. Your fifth, you've got your your Paul Mescal's. I, I don't I don't think I think that was a critics thing, honestly. As much as it would have been interesting and kind of cool. You have your Tom Cruises. I feel like they're just seeing that as a producer nomination come the end of the uh, the line. And, you know, one or two other people. You had Jeremy Pope at the Globes. Um, the thing that I've been predicting for a while actually happened. Adam Sandler, Hustle. Very nice. Adam Sandler has, in a way that he missed for Uncut Gems when he was seen as a likelier nominee. So, no, I know. Well, I'm I'm also sort of wondering, because I've seen this sentiment going around, whether this will be seen as kind of a makeup sort of nomination so i i told this to netflix and keep in mind if you want to be a naysayer and listen i like this nomination so i'll I'll lean away from that but sag does go for netflix a little more than the average so you kind of have to average that out a little bit but maybe they're about to do so even more (laughs) that's true though i will say they shut out glass onion which i was not expecting yeah kind of hurt that one a little bit no janelle monet either yep so that's that's interesting disappointing Um, there but I do, I do think there's a chance for Sandler. I think if you if you gave them some truth serum, and I, I mentioned this to um, someone at Netflix, and they they smiled, but they wouldn't say yes or no because of course they can't. But I said that I, I kind of wonder if the hustle effort, which has been like medium, you know, they're doing very structured kind of things and they're keeping it on the radar, but they're not putting it in your face. Is like maybe we get in, but this really tills the soil for the. Um, the reuniting with the Safdie brothers, maybe this year, maybe next year, mm. um, which they have where you can be like, you've snubbed him twice now, once for these guys movie, once for our movie. Now we've all combined our powers. You will nominate him. And in a <laughs> weird way, if he were to miss here, they could, they could make the case that he's one of those that like overdue guys all of a sudden. And if he gets nominated here, I bet you they could pivot and say he, he should win the next time. I don't think it'll happen. But you can be like, you finally nominated him. He's even better this time. Give him the damn Oscar. Well, there's also Punch Drunk Love that is being brought well, up I'm again. Of like well, a, yeah, he's, the, he's, starting he's got to dig a, a little few deeper with his too. back catalog yeah. that people can see him as being due for. Yeah, exactly. This isn't oh, new. Yeah. This is something that, you know, he was under the radar. Now no, he, Then he was on the, the radar, um, and now he's actually being snubbed. So The, the Sandler songs or whatever we're calling it since uncut gems of like oh wait we like you again also i think he's made an effort to like showcase himself as like yeah i know i made the silly ones and i still make the silly ones you know what i like making the silly ones but i like doing this too and there was a sense i think probably wrongly after punch drunk love that he retreated from them for a while and it could be he just like maybe wants good stuff Mm -hmm. and like doesn't take a shittier script give or take ones that people are lukewarm on but but you know, he would, he general... would still throw out like a Spanglish or a Rain Over Me or something that leans away from the silliness. Oh yeah, well I think I think um, I think Rain Over Me was an interesting one. I, I think it's better than most people think. But that role was written, written for Tom Cruise, and he was he was the backup plan in a way. So I think that also maybe worked in his favor. And and Spanglish was James L. Brooks. Like if you work in comedy, you probably want to make a James L. Brooks movie. You know, the, and I think he's even been on record saying that like the Men, Women, and Children of All was largely because. He's a parent 
and like, oh, these are things that I've thought about. Because I think he leans a little more conservative than you would imagine. Um, so it just like hit him in the right way. Like, yeah, I'll make this in a way that, you know, more actors do often. Like, oh, I'll take this for a reason or another. Him doing it is more noteworthy. Um, speaking of noteworthy, because I do think this is where we'll see Butler, Farrell, or Fraser win and, and establish themselves as a front runner. Actress. You have Kate Blanchett. You have Michelle Yao. They're locked in. They're probably who this award is between. Danielle Deadweiler gets in, probably solidifying herself as the three or four. Unlikely to win, but will get nominated. Michelle Williams misses, which led to the internet deciding that she'll be nominated in supporting actress. I mean, if that happens, I'm just going to... I mean, you say that, but I did predict it as soon as she announced that she was going lead. Well, no, no. So if it happens, I want that. you all to know on the internet that I fucking called it. <laughs> Sorry, Listen, internet. I think I think it might be a 50-50 shot. I'm just saying I can't actually, in my predictions, move her to a new category. Like, it just, I can't go against, like, so much of the grain. Because it seems like a... Maybe, but it happens. Race. Let's not forget happens, Kate Winslet. It happens, like... Once a decade or something like that at this point. It, right, it is so we're due. Norm. <laughs> I mean, no. Judas was 2020, right? Well, that was a whole different situation. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of the same thing. Like, we, what'd you categorize them as? Nope, we're just going to do this here. Though that one also made no sense. This would be a course correction. Well, it's um, it's the difference between largely expected to show up one category, shows up in another. N- most people weren't expecting Lakeith to get in anywhere. So then the fact that exactly. he gets in and it's in supporting is like kind of a double whammy. Though I would caution that everyone assuming she misses here because they wanted her in supporting. So one of the two people gets in is Viola Davis. SAG loves Viola Davis. She would get nominated for making a porn film. Like... They love her. They almost never wow. miss a chance to nominate her. So, wait, Steve, what, what was your horny comment about the big? Uh, no, no, I was just, I was just amazed. <laughs> I didn't know that would happen for her. So good. Oh, no, she she makes, yeah, like, listen. It would be sure the classiest be porn you've ever seen. <laughs> exactly. She'd, she'd, she'd be looking with, like, scorn on all the people. You're going to say, yeah, very at the end. dramatic. Like, if you get uh, off on, like, pressure. disapproval, oh, man, she's got you covered. Oh, no, yeah. Oh, you want me to do nothing. What? And then, boom. Not for nothing. No, this will never happen. I'm sure she's not interested. But if there's, like, a non-porn, like, legit movie where she plays some sort of, like, dominatrix-type thing, she might be awesome at it. Because that scowl she gives is kind of perfect. Yeah. Just, like, mm-hmm. you're an idiot. Like, Viola Colby, we'll write it together. Uh, but SAG <laughs> loves her. So, you know. And Oscar loves her, too. I, I think she's very much, like, still at at the head of the pack oh, she's in she's in the 10 i think it jumps she jumps over a margot robbie probably she jumps over the the people who haven't shown up at all you know the zoe kazans which some of that is she said just underperforming some of that is she had a kid so she didn't campaign um but olivia coleman getting low but not sag and sag i think really likes olivia coleman also so make of that what you will sure but, but that the, movie as we talked about i think last week just doesn't have any kind of wind beneath its sails Except it get it got an ASC nomination. Deacons, well, maybe. well, yeah, but that's Deacons. That's almost a different thing. Yeah, yeah. We that was that was last week. We don't have to necessarily talk about, it, but like the Fablemans missed. Like a lot of big things missed. So like the normal like same with DGA. Oh, four ASC nominees, maybe five. It's not going to be the case. Even though like very cool that the Batman got in. I know that was something that I'd be happy about. But here, so that fifth slot where it could be any of those names we mentioned. Or, you know, like, oh, Michelle Williams, which would have been fifth. She's not. 
Anna de Armas, Blonde. Now, it's probably the most divisive film in the running, give or take The Whale, but The Whale is largely, like, respected. People don't necessarily have respect for Blonde, but everyone said she was good in the movie, and there's been enough kind of, like, small events and, like, championing of her, of her that they've kind of been able to separate her from the movie, and and I think she might be the new five, or at least, like, right there with Viola Davis. She's on the cusp, definitely. Because she, uh, she's listen. more in it than she was like a few week or two ago. Yeah, because once you now that you kind of can remove the movie being problematic from the equation, you have to remember like, oh, yeah, it's the Academy. Oh, they they, they love a hot, young, a hot young actress and best actress. That's like their favorite thing is <laughs> like you're attractive. This is your first nomination. Oh, my God, please take some statues. And I don't think she's going to win, but but she does have that way, general aura of goodwill behind her. Exactly. And and listen, I, I had her as my year in advance winner. Like, I don't think she would win, but what an interesting scenario that would be if you if you brought in a for another first timer to the mix with the give Kate Blanchett a third, give Viola Davis a second, give Michelle Yao her first, give Michelle Williams her first, you know, give Margot Robbie her first. All these people who have been in the club, Daniel Deadweiler, obviously a newcomer, but Anna De Armas also a newcomer in a and they're both like Deadweiler and De Armas are in very similar like misery porn type films it's like it's very interesting i don't know that all i don't think i don't know that both get in but there's a world in which they do i'm very interested to see what happens now and uh ensemble babylon sneaks in big in big ensemble but was was like snubbed everywhere else banshees gets in everything everywhere else get everything everywhere at once gets in the fablemans gets in banshees and everything everywhere tie shakespeare and love for the most nominations at SAG, and then the last nominee inexplicably is Women Talking. Yeah, and not because so of they did quality. watch it. <laughs> yep. Uh, oh my God, the, I I can't believe the thing that I kind of like, not to be shitty, but also to like remind people that it's early. When I told you guys at, at Telluride, when I was like, watch, everyone saying it's gonna win Best Picture, it'll get just Ben Wishaw, just because it's that kind of movie. Is 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 leaning towards like getting like one random nomination. <laughs> And maybe not in picture. Because when you don't have an acting nomination to go with your SAG Ensemble nomination, it's not usually a good sign. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it kind of seems like if you want to be very simplifying of it, Babylon and Women Talking are probably out of the running. But we'll see. Um, Before we get on to the other stuff, Steve, what was your your, your quick and dirty uh, TV observation? Uh, Nothing too, uh, you know, surprising. There's, you know... Whenever you say snubs, I always like kind of laugh at the idea of snubs. Um, of course, yeah. You know, it's uh, the surprises, I guess. <coughs> Sam Elliott, um, not but even a huge cool surprise, but if you don't care about the show. Anthony Kerrigan uh, for Barry was. It's nice. It sure. says, I wouldn't say a surprise again. It's he's deserving. He's excellent on the series. So nothing too much. It was uh, you know, it's kind of played it safe. I would like to see them right. to reach out like this. Ghost is fantastic for an ensemble piece. You know, it's uh, yeah. I know you like that one. Yeah, it's it's a hell of a lot of fun. It's it's hilarious, but you know they do what they do, and uh, and yeah. the and the five that are up there, I have no problem with. So extend it to six and awesome, and put something else a little a uh, little less off, you know, a little more off the radar. Even though it's the number two comedy, I yeah, think yeah. out there right now. So all right, well, let's take a question. Kflee two hundred eight asks us. Original screenplay seems to be between Everything Everywhere All at Once, Banshees, Tar, Fablemans. Who's in the fifth slot? They suggest Triangle, 
of sadness. Babylon, after sun, could the Fablemans miss? Seems to have fallen off a bit. And whoever wins this, is that what is winning best picture? So they then follow up by saying, can you break down the screenplay categories? Um, I guess this is part one and that was part two. Adapted, women talking seemed like the front runner for so long, but has not been doing well in precursors. So is it now glass on your Top Gun as the front runner? And what fills out the rest? She said the whale white noise. So thank you, Kayfley. We'll talk about screenplay for a minute. Um, Adapted is a mess because there doesn't seem to be really anything being talked about besides the assumption that women talking will win. But it underperforming so much has given me the vibes of the years when WGA just goes in a different direction and suddenly there's a different front runner. Or the year where like um, Jojo Rabbit and uh, Little Women just flip flop for like a month or two. Yeah. And then you decide on it. So I think Glass Onion has a real shot. Actually, I think so too. That's my hunch. Which, mm, yeah, and like I guess it's obvious in hindsight, but I think a lot of us were kind of surprised this week to realize that that's considered adapted, even though it's technically original, but it is a sequel. It's the most original of, uh, of sequels possible. Yeah. I actually just interviewed Ryan Johnson. We'll have the interview up in a, in a day or two, probably. And that was something I asked him about. Like, well, you know, as someone who has no experience with franchises and sequels and strong opinions from people who like the previous installment. <laughs> and he smiled. Um, how do you how do you make this worthwhile? Like what you know, because it very clearly seems like you're only making it because you want to. Like no one is telling you to make it, and and the results speak for themselves. So I would say that's the one two. I think we all agree. Now three through seven, I think are interesting, and I think Top Gun is a very big X factor because it. Nobody's talking about the script, but the, that script went through so many changes that it clearly got better as it went along. Um, I have it actually down at 11. I got to move it up. But I kind of think the rest of the nominees are between. Um, at 7, I have The Whale. You know, it's based on on stage material. They like that. But also, nobody is really talking about the script. So it would be kind of like a coattail nomination. She said is well regarded as a script, but at the same time... Is that movie just being ignored? And then the three I have nominated. I have White Noise at three. I don't know that they would give Noah Baumbach an Oscar just to give him an Oscar. But they might Well, not for one like this where there's just not the same momentum behind it. Exactly. But they could get behind in a nomination. They're like, oh, you adapted the unadaptable book. Like, here's a reward. We like you. We've nominated you a couple times before. Keep up the good work. My only, my only, like, I told this to someone at the, the event I was at today for Brendan Fraser, like, I do wonder if there's an off chance they might do it just for fear of if we don't give you an Oscar now, what if you start making like the Oscar bait we don't like, you know, like the David O. Russell of it all, like chasing the Oscar, even if you're not intentionally doing it and just you get diminishing returns eventually. You know, you go from um, American Hustle to, to Joy to, to Amsterdam and like you just get progressively more ignored. Um, but I think he probably will get nominated. Um, the one, the two that I don't think people are thinking enough about, and maybe I'm wrong, I got time, Living, and All Quiet on the Western Front. Hmm. Because nobody, nobody thought about All Quiet on the Western Front and, and adapted, but it is basically getting cited everywhere. Here's a question for you. In terms of categories. Where the hell can I see Living? <laughs> Only um, theaters? It's definitely Sony not in theaters near me. What was that? Let's see. Because I, I, I've, I've heard several people, I mean, I've read several people saying that they cannot find it. Uh, I wasn't sent a screener. There's no links. I'm like, and I. I, I think it, Sony Classics sounds great. Oh, okay. um, 
I'll double check. I, I wanted to fit that in for me before I get my top 10. That. Well, your top 10 is due in about 15 minutes. Yeah, so, yeah, that, well, that's uh, what I happened. mean. It, it just didn't happen. Yeah. It's, it's a good movie. I don't, think you, I don't know that it would crack your top 10, but it's very, very uh, casually paced. And then All Quiet on the Western Front, I just I think that movie is peaking at the perfect time and is going to overperform. Yeah, I can definitely totally. see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, so that's sort of the boring category in a way, whereas a, a original is pretty jam-packed. Um, Everything Everywhere and Banshees are your one, two, in whatever order you want. Fablemans is a very strong number three. Tar doesn't seem like it would miss at four, right? Yeah. And then your five kind of feels like Triangle of Sadness, but just as easily could be After Sun, if all those... Uh, Charlotte uh, Wells not, uh, citations elsewhere turn into something. I wouldn't rule out Armageddon time. I wouldn't rule out the Woman King. There's an off chance that Babylon gets an above above the line nomination to go with its below the line ones, or if it gets a picture nomination, gets a Kotel screenplay. Um, the Inspection wouldn't be shocked if that shows up. You know, there there are less likely ones. I don't think Nope or Elvis will make it, but you never know. But that's especially the top tier of that category is so strong. I don't think anyone's complaining. By the way, adapted also one I don't I didn't mention, but I mean maybe Pinocchio. Yeah, if it if it performs well outside of animated. Yeah. So that's that's I don't so that that's where I see them. So like I kind of think uh, you know in terms of the fifth slot, I'm on Triangle right now with After Sun right there. Could Fableman's miss? I I don't I don't see it. It's Spielberg. It's Kushner. Yeah, I'd be surprised it, if it missed. Yeah. If anything, the Globes did, it kind of reminded people that, like, yeah, it's not a critics tr- – uh, it's it's a critics movie in that people like it, but, like, it's not Banshees or Tar or everything everywhere. But it is a movie made to win awards at award shows, not in terms of why Spielberg made it, but in terms of how it performs. So, And I don't think what wins here will win Best Picture, but I'm not certain. I, there, it depends. I think there's an easy world where Fablemans wins Picture and Director – and Banshees are everything when screenplay. And that, or, you know, Fableman's wins director, Banshees wins screenplay, everything everywhere wins picture. But that's the kind of stuff we're going to have to parse out over the next, you know, two months, essentially. I Actually, do, exactly two months. I do think it's interesting that arguably, like, the top three battling it out for picture right now are all represented here. Yep. It's very interesting for the category. Uh, so I hope that sort of answered the question. And like we said, with Adapted, Women Talking has sort of fallen off. Glass Onion, I think, is more the front runner, if not, than Top Gun. And then the ones that he mentioned in terms of filling out the category are, are about about there. Does any, do either of you have a uh, interesting take on either of the categories, or should we go on to the other question? Go no, on. I think we're, we're pretty <clears throat> much on the same page. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right. Cool. So we're going to get into uh, the uh, awards and top 10 stuff. Um, kicked off by Ryan McDermott's Filmhawk Face-Off. My top 10 of this year versus my top 10 of last year. So keep in mind this top 10 if you didn't remember it, because I'm not going to mention mine when we go through Miles and Steve's, because we're trying to get everything in before we uh, all fall asleep. All right. Number 10. You're not going to like this one, guys. Sorry. Uh, Babylon or the Tender Bar? (laughs) Oh, God. Um... By the way, I think I picked the Tender Bar. (laughs) Yeah, I think the tender bar might be more consistent. <laughs> I don't think I think Babylon hits higher highs, sure. but the tender 
Well, the tender bar does kind of lag in the second half now that I'm thinking about it. A little bit. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think the, the you know, because you're, because what you remember is you remember Affleck, I think. Yeah. Well, and I remember the good stuff, but there is a, a lot of like Ty Sheridan and stu- uh, stuff in that sure. that does kind of drag. Um, I, even though Which, it's, it doesn't. It's not for nothing. Affleck and Babylon could have been fun. He's got that old timey Hollywood vibe. Sure. And like the, uh, the Brad Pitt role. Yeah, totally. If you were recasting. Well, I mean, I still think his best performance is in Hollywood land where he's very much playing that type of role. Exactly. Um, Between the two, even though I don't think it fully comes together, I'll go with Babylon for the higher highs. All right. Steve? I'll agree. Babylon. Cool. Um, Number nines. Hustle or pig? Ooh, that's a good Um, one. I have not had the chance to see Hustle yet. Maybe Sandler's nomination will spur me to finally get into it. I was about to say, I, th- I think I think you'll watch it before the before the nominations come out because it's. I don't know that you'll love it, but you definitely won't dislike it. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like not caring about sports movies versus really liking Sandler as a dramatic actor are kind of at war to sort of cancel it out. But I will try and get yeah. to it. Um, nice. But that said. Um, Sorry, it was great. <laughs> uh, pig, yeah, pig. pig is fantastic. It's some of Cage's best recent work. It's it's an easy win. I'm also picking pig, by the way. Yeah, it's I, sweet, but I think right. Oh no, you like both a lot. I like both a lot, but I think pig is one that's going to stand the test of time for me. It's I, I mean I, I enjoy both, but yeah it's, yeah, it's pig. It is wild how when we go through these, some of them just match up well. Number yeah. eight. The, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Kate shows up again. If only it had been my nine. But it matches with this one pretty well. Or Zola. Oh, interesting. They kind of I pair mean, well. It's like Yeah, they do movies. have a both kind of crazy sort of vibe to them. Um, I liked Zola. I didn't love it. But I did love unbearable weight of massive talent. So that's my pick. I'm going to agree with that as well. I like them both a lot. I think I'll go with the sweep. Though Zola's been on TV again, and it is it is more watchable than I realized for being like a kind of out there movie. It's surprisingly easy to just tune in for 20 minutes and watch a scene because it is so well constructed. Um, I know you guys don't love the end, but, you know, that's usually not where I'm catching it. Um, seven, Vengeance or the Suicide Squad? Hard, mm. for, hard for Miles, I think. Yeah, I really like both of these. Um Ooh, that is a tough one because it's it's such apples and oranges. Yeah, um, it's like the things I like about them are are difficult to compare. Um, I have a hunch Steve hasn't seen Vengeance yet, so he's gonna have to pick Suicide Squad. Uh, no, you're incorrect. Oh, oh cool! I'm like yeah. excited to know what you thought of Vengeance. Um, well, then, real quick, I I met. The Suicide Squad is among my favorite superhero movies or comic book or whatever. Uh, and um, Vengeance spoilers. It's in my top 10 as well. What? Um, Boo, so, no spoilers. <sighs> Spoiler, no spoiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Swiper, no swiping. I heard what you were doing. Like, yeah, I, like, I, it's, I really kids. can't think of a criteria to sort of balance them on. I think. Here, let's, let's Steve. Let's yeah, Steve, Steve you go ahead. I'm going to keep mulling it over. Well, the Suicide Squad, I do not share the love. Um, I know. I do like the, you know, the what's it, the Polka Dot Man? Uh-uh. Um, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like uh, how you said it, hoping you were wrong. Like, yeah, yeah, the Polka Dot yeah, Man, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that's, like, oh, I mean, that's his name. I love that character. Uh, everything else, it's okay. You know, Mousemonger. 
I mean, there's there's moments I enjoy as a whole. I just didn't. I, I tried several times. I just don't. Doesn't yeah. kick. It doesn't vibe with me. Uh, the movie Steve has seen most of it in all time. He's watched it sixty times. He still doesn't love uh, it. Trust me, I've watched it, I think three times, and I'm like, why do people respond to this like they do? I just don't get it. Um, maybe what I don't do have the right gummy treats. Uh, vengeance, I enjoyed. I vengeance. Oh my god, gummies, gummy treats for Suicide Squad. Yeah, it might be a good thing. You're not making me like the movie less, there, Steve. Yeah, I, maybe that's um, maybe that's what I need. And I, it's yeah, it's, it's again though. I I, I sometimes I. I I'm harsher than I need to be uh, when it comes to Halloween films, though I'm not. Um, but with that no, film, I don't. I, I can understand people enjoying it. I didn't. Vengeance. I mean, it's it's a perfectly good film. Um, I'm ex- surprised it's on both of your ten, but not surprised at the same time that people enjoy it as much as they do. So, um, all right. So you're picking Vengeance. I'm going with Vengeance, kind of all by right. default. Does that help? Uh, no. no, it doesn't. At all. <laughs> I'm not going to make a case because yeah, I mean, we're here, totally I'll, I'll do this for you. I'll go vengeance. Lines. Do you want the sweep or do you want to split it up? Uh, it, okay, in that split case, I'll go Suicide Squad just to split it up. But yeah. I, I mean, I probably like them about a comparable amount. I figured. I, I, I could, I could hear like if you were ro- if you were like a computer, you froze. Yeah, a little like, bit. Like I really, really like them both, and there's not like a thing I can. You know what I mean. If it helps, I think the rest of them will be easier. Um, starting with Everything Everywhere All at Once or Belfast, my number six movies of the years. Uh, yeah, Everything Everywhere is a goddamn masterpiece and like moved cinema forward as an art form. And uh, what's the other one? Belfast. <laughs> Belfast? Yeah, Belfast is fine. <laughs> and what's that other thing? Uh, yes, I agree. Uh, Everything Everywhere is fantastic. I, I might... I might like Belfast a little bit better, but I love both. I mean, it's <coughs> hard to come are you, are you mean, I mean, Belfast has shots that sit there, a static camera for like five minutes at a time, where everything everywhere all at once has 90 edits in a second. Jumping on the dildos. <laughs> and dildos. And yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah. you know, it's, um, they're hard to compare, but yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh, impossible to compare. Number five, this is how I, uh, it's weird. It just kind of works out first. The two feel bad movies of the last two years, the whale or mass. Oh gosh, uh, still haven't seen mass, so I guess I have to go with the whale by default. Yeah. Which, as we discussed last week, I love the performances, just not the movie itself. Yeah, Steve. I think the whale is less. I mean, it, it's it is gut wrenching. It does hit you hard, but. Mass is just incredibly tough because it, it deals with children and and so I'm going to go with yeah, it's, the whale. I mean, I I respect I, it. It's it's a it's amazing work, but man, it, oh yeah, it's tough. You've been I talking think about. I it. I think it's close to a tie. I think I'll go mass because not having children, I can watch it more as a film and not <laughs> yeah. fully crumble. Fuck them kids. <laughs> not even, but like I understand, like Steve and like I don't remember what Mark thought of the movie, but like. The idea of like, I don't even know if I can watch this. Yeah. Because it, because it's so well structured as it builds up to like, Miles, you saw the trailer by now, right? Over oh, the, no. I Like, I'm, I'm familiar with the, the yeah, beats yeah. of it. Like, like obviously, you know what you're getting into. But if you didn't get up to, if you somehow didn't like the build up to like, why do you want to know about my son? Because he killed my son. Oh my is gosh. like, 
Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like I, let's stop Steve talking about can't it. Can't help but get a visceral. It, yeah, it's, okay. It's the thing is, it's that it's it's that well done that it, it is that effective. It's and that's exactly well so never going for the tears. It just yeah. hits you more in the like, Ugh. oh, this is real. Um, but it feel better because my number fours are two of the feel best movies of each year. Right, good. It's wild how this is happening. Top Gun Maverick or Coda. Oh. Two well, movies that feel, just make you feel so good. Feel good in a very different way, but yes. Oh, yeah. No, Coda, Coda is moving and emotional. And like Top Gun, you just smile by the end. And also, it's kind of emotional. I'm not going to lie. Um, it's got its moments, I, sure. I, I, you know, like the talk to me goose is a little like on the nose. But, you know, it's that kind of earnest, mm-hmm. vaguely schmaltzy thing that like Tom Cruise can do. But I will say I when, when Miles Teller, um, when Rooster goes talk to me, dad, I was like, oh, I forgot about that. And that's moving. That was like connected it connected all three characters in a way that like i don't know the movie was given credit for even by the people who love it that like it, it's hitting it's handling those moments better than i think we even realized for sure um i like coda i as much as the at the time you know i think it's a very good version of a very predictable sort of story path oh um, yeah no with, it's, with like they're both very predictable movies point of entry yeah yeah, um, but you know, it's I. I was never one of the people who was upset that it won Best Picture. I think it's as good as most of the nominees there. Um, but um, that said, Top Gun Maverick is just so Bagger. brilliantly entertaining. Just it's it's like it clearly spent a lot of time in the oven in a good way because it came out like inexplicably better than the previous film. Exactly, mm-hmm. Steve. Uh, Maverick was one of the best theater experiences of the year. Um, I mean, how can you not that opening scene when your your seat is shaking and you you feel like you're in the cockpit with these guys, you know, flying around? And see, did you did you see the movie in 4DX? Because that might have been why your seat was shaking. No, no, I did not. I was just in a regular right. theater, and I was like, man, this is just so intense. And then you know the the sound, everything about it, it was so well done. The uh, the editing also really uh, uh, elevated it. Because he was like, that guy's hitting the front runner in editing. That guy's hitting a button on a panel, and it's it's, it's exciting. I'm like, that's impressive. But uh, Coda, as predictable or whatever you want to say about it, as much as people want to hate it, I absolutely love it, and I've seen it several times, and every single time it hits me hard, and it's oh, just yeah. like a raw, natural, beautiful tale. And I, I hate the fact that people go, "Wow." Uh, it's predictable. Guess what? Because you've seen well, seven thousand films. Yeah. You know what? Well, you know what? It's the, still a the beautiful movie story. Of the week. The movie of the week comment. Oh, it's the world's best movie of the week. Okay, but you know what? There's a reason they made one every week. Yeah, it's. I mean, I. So you're going Coda. Coda, Coda for sure. All right. Um, I said all those great things about Maverick. I think I'm still going Coda. Good. They're close. Yay. But the high, the highs of the the three emotional scenes in Coda. Yes. Are so high. Whereas Top Gun is just good the whole way through. Like there isn't really a bad scene. Like it, it flies. No pun intended. Like, and it's not as long as I remember it being. Not that I thought it was long, but like, it's the movie you would assume is two and a half hours, and it's like 210 with credits or something like that. Like, it's. Well, and it moves it at a clip, too. I've yet to watch oh, yeah. it at home, though, so I'm curious. How it works plays. just as well at home. Does it? Though, watch watch the end again, you know, when they get to the mission. Because the movie is just, hey, you need to go do this. There's a mission. Train them. Now we do the mission. Movies, movie ends. Like, it's uh-huh. very simple. Also, the end is just Star Wars. Oh, it's a trench run, run and everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's Why definitely them going. They're ba- but they also somehow figured out like, 
what's the best version of this? Oh, Star Wars did the best version. Let's just do a good version of that. Like, and we'll be set. Like, they put enough thought into how that would work. All right. Top three. Um, threes. She said, or the worst person in the world. Two movies, Miles went, eh, they're all right. <laughs> Actually, no, I liked She said quite a bit. Uh, there we go. I, I think I wasn't super keen on it from the first trailer, but the movie itself yeah, won yeah. me over. Oh, um, the worst person in the world you notoriously were like, is all right. Yeah, it's fine. Now, yeah. And, and I haven't really changed that opinion. I really like the two lead actors, and I think it's doing a lot of really interesting filmmaking. But sure. I, I, it just kind of – it didn't even bounce off me. It just kind of like – I watched it. I was like, that was good and well-made. I have no desire to ever revisit it and, or think that deeply about it. But it, it's good yeah. for what it is. You're like, it's the it's the number four in in uh, international feature. Oh, it also got a screenplay nomination and people were talking about actress and picture and it didn't happen. Like I could see how you and, – and like director, I could see you being like, how did all those other things happen? Yeah, I, I would have maybe I would have pushed for like supporting actor, but like it's it's yeah, it's not a movie that got any strong emotions out of me. Sure. Uh, so um, she said I have I have the worst short term memory. I tell you what. Yeah, she said all the way for me. Belfast. Steve. <laughs> yeah, right? um, He's going to go worst person, I think. I'm going to really go like worst that. person. Um, yeah. I she said I although I did enjoy it and I did it, I especially the last the closing of it uh, hit me. As they're wrapping up and yeah. like, getting, the, getting the final bits in. Yeah, that and, and just the you know the text on screen uh, uh, really brought it all together. And like, man. It, How they avoided patting themselves on the back. It's painful to think that, yeah. that, that not only this is a reality, but the number of people that were affected by this. Um, so it, it did work. It, it, but all the way through, I was like, mm, I kind of always felt like I was watching a film. And not in the best way although i i didn't dislike it i just i don't know just didn't always click with me um although my wife really enjoyed it and she was you know i mean enjoyed it in a way it was it was uh very emotional let's say um yeah she it affected her not the uh, let's see let's say that. yeah. yeah so um but yeah the, the worst person person in the world for yeah. sure okay uh i'll go she said just by a hair they're both great um we don't have to do two because my number two is our Clerks 3 or Spencer. Neither of you saw Clerks 3, and I believe you both like Spencer, right? I like Spencer. Big fan of Spencer. Yeah. There you go. I love Spencer, too. I'm going to go to Push because it's just it's impossible to compare these two movies. They're, they're working on different, like, brains, essentially. <laughs> but let's quickly do number ones, The Fablemans or Red Rocket. <laughs> oh, gosh. What are we going to choose? I yeah I think we're we're probably all going the Fablemans though I will say Red Rocket's been on I think Showtime and it's more rewatchable than you think like it's a banger of a movie you just have to be okay with watching an awful person like in terms of just movie and the structure like observational of the character as long as you're not put off too much by the character and I know Kelly was and my ex actually she was she too, still like. can't like every time we drive past a donut shop she like gets physically <laughs> uncomfortable. I tell you, if I told um, Chris and Sean about that, they'd probably take it as a badge of honor. Please do. I'd love to hear what they think. I will. I will tell Chris. Um, yeah. So everyone's going Fablemans. Yeah, I'm going Fablemans, but and Fablemans I, I, I is like great too. Yeah. And by the way, guys, the next couple of weeks are going to be yours. You know that, right? Now that we are about to reveal your tens. Sure. So reveal your tens. If you uh, want to give a little bit of commentary, go for it. 
and then we'll bounce into the award, my awards, and we'll we'll wrap up. We're gonna work so, our way back. Do you want to ten each? Do you guys want to go ten, ten, nine, yes. nine, nine? You know, yeah. or do you want to go individual list first? You want to do tens first? All right, let's go ten, ten. Let's that's yeah, yeah. That sounds good. Miles, kick us off. All right, so my top ten. I should probably pull it up, even though I think yeah, I, know I mean I, I. I'm, I'm going to cheat in my ten. My ten's going to be a tie. It always seems to happen that way. But uh, okay, well you're going to narrow it down to ten before you send it to me, or I'll pick your ten for you. Uh, I might say tie next to it, but <laughs> well, you're you're welcome to have a tie here, but you will decide between them for oh, the list. Come on, no one else got a tie. Son of a bitch. I mean, unless Clerks Three is one of them. I mean, I I my my ten has been shifting a lot well well that's what you'll you'll tell us so yeah. uh miles tell us your 10 and then steve you can tell us what you're you're allowed to decide between these two for the official list but you can have both of them on this one so miles kick us off all right well number 10 for me was glass onion um nice. i think it's when i first saw it i thought it was about on par with knives out which i absolutely love but i've rewatched it a few times now um I caught it twice in theaters and then again when it was on Netflix. I actually tricked my family into watching it for Christmas. Um, and I think it might be the better movie by a hair. I don't I think by a big margin, but I do think it's just, I don't know, like it's the individual fun. pieces are clicking a bit better. And yeah. just the structure of the story, I think I find more interesting. Uh, but it's just a great mystery, great cast, just everything about it works. Oh yeah, we've we've and I and it's fondness. my favorite of the Eat the Rich movies that came out this year. Excellent, uh, Steve. Your your number tens. Well, that's a very interesting uh, way to put that, Miles. Um, because my I have four that have shifted oh that have no 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 no. It's not. This is not my official four. My you can list all four real yeah, quick. I'll tell you my four that were that have slipped in and out of the ten spot. Glass Onion was one of them. Bad Axe. Which is a documentary, which I think yeah. uh, is a must see and not not talked about enough at all, and, and it really captures the horror of a lot of what we've been going through for the last uh, you know three four years, and and also has a very personal uh, human story about a family in there. I, I mean, it's I think it's fantastic. It actually might slip back into my ten spot uh, just talking about it. Uh, my number other number ten is Spirited, which. Um, Although it's flawed, I mean, there's a, it, it could be cut by 15 minutes for sure. There's a couple songs, one that I would say just take it out entirely. Others I would say cut in half uh, or, or, or remove. But, uh-huh. I mean, I love Christmas films. I love uh, A Christmas Carol. I think what they did there is, I mean, the, the amount of, of, of artistry on display, just the choreography, sure. the music um, – I, I loved it. I, I watched it. I've watched it three or four times now, and I don't get the time to watch those things, any film, yeah, yeah. more than once usually. But uh, every time I watched it, uh, it, it actually worked better and better. And there's actually and the other ten. And the other ten. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm will cut it down. No, but I just. I just know you want to go to sleep soon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Triangle of Sadness. So. Uh, oh, you really ten, number ten is just we're going to be one of the Eat the Rich movies or a musical uh, or a documentary. Yeah. I will. All right. Um, by the way, um, Miles, someone else, at least one other person has Glass Onion on their top 10, and somebody has it as their number one of the year. Oh, wow. Uh, so just uh, teasing out some things that I remember. Um, all right, cool. That's an interesting uh, quartet to narrow down the one film. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Miles, number nine. 
well, since Steve got a few extras in there, I'll throw out my real quick honorable mentions that just missed the 10, <laughs> uh, which were The Fablemans, The Woman King, and She Said. Um, which so I, just all of the Universal's movies. Yeah, I just, I love them all. They were all in the 10 at one point, and then they are just right on the edge there, but all very all right. much worthy of recognition. Not, not how Universal's going to take that snub. Well, whatever. I'm sure they'll have a few of their movies on my list for 2023 at the rate they're currently going. If, if we were doing the top 15, they'd be doing excellent right now. Yeah, very much so. That's true. Uh, oh, no, my, I mean, Steve gets to add one more. Yeah, I did. Uh, one of what would have made the list. There you go. All right. Then my 14 is Crimes of the Future, I'll just say preemptively. There you go. Uh, but my number nine is my favorite horror movie of the year, and that is Barbarian. Um, a movie that, you know, I'd seen the trailer and I didn't think much of it, but then all the hype came and then Joey, you got me really sort of excited with a few, you know, sort of teases. Um, and it just just messaged you was like, you're going to love this movie. And I think that's all I said, leaving it. It's, it's just a fucking blast, man. It's so well done. It's so well structured. Um, it's got one of the great, like jaw drop transitions I've ever seen in anything, like just such a phenomenal act break. Um, it's got an amazing new horror character, let's say. Um, and just, it's got a lot on its mind, but it doesn't let that get in the way of the fun stuff. And it's just one of those things where this is what I like for my horror. Like it's got a sense of humor. It's got good acting. It's got some social commentary, but it doesn't beat you over the head with it. The scares actually deliver. It's got terrific atmosphere. Just, uh, it, it, it fired on all cylinders for me. Nice. Steve, number nine, not a bad pick. Uh, my number nine is going to be Nope. Uh, a film that I actually had much lower after I had initially seen it, but I have, I, for some reason, it just keeps popping up. There's some haunting imagery, and the more you know, I think about it, and I've also, you know, I've heard other people speak about it and and their takes on it, and like, wait a second, okay, putting all the pieces together, I'm like, I there's it's it's uh, it's it's so impressive. I just. A, it's just there's so much going on, and the, what it covers, the scope of it. Well, yeah, it's with, been is, it's been kind of talked to death, but in a way that reminds you that there's so much to talk about in the film. Yeah, and it it I mean I was the whole way through I was captivated, and then when you get to sit down and think about it, and you and you look back at just individual moments too, it's uh and performances too. Um, yeah, so. It's right. it's surprising. It moved up about fifteen spots over the last couple of weeks, but every, nice. I keep every time I think about it, I'm like, eh, I'll push it up, push it up, and next it made my ten. So there you go. Cool. Nice. Next up for Miles. Uh, next up at number eight, that's where I have Vengeance. Uh, we were just talking about it, but um, I think it's a wonderful sort of satire. It blends the drama and the comedy and the mystery thriller sort of elements all really effectively. I like sort of the commentary on sort of, you know, the different dynamics at play in modern day America and how no side is sort of better than the other for one reason or another. And just, I don't know, it it felt very even handed and the mystery itself was very engaging. Probably the funniest funeral sequence I've ever seen in a movie. Um, it just, uh, it's, it's one that I think is probably my most underrated of the year because it's one that really came and went despite our attempts to champion it. But I think it's one that it's, it's, it will have zero play awards wise, but people should still check it out. 
should have been a best first feature of the DGA. Yes. Alas. Steve. I'm going to go with Apollo 10 and a half. Um, nice. Love that movie. Just missed my top 10. Yeah. I loved it too. And I think the it, it hits on nostalgia. You've got, if you're a fan of science, if you love science, um, it's a coming of age story. It's got Jack Black. Love Jack Black. Um, I mean, it's 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 Linklater doing what he does really well. Yeah, just in the in a slightly new form. Yeah, but it's like I, Linklater. I wouldn't say he's hit or well, I guess he's kind of hit or miss with me. You know, more, oh no, when he, he there's there's definite misses. Even I, I love him, and there's definite yeah. misses. But his hits, like this one, really, uh, it it just hit all the right buttons. I I loved it. I was like, I'm just watching, like, oh my gosh, the like I said, the nostalgia works strong but it's not just me it's this is stuff that you know th- it's things that i grew up like being fascinated with seeing that obviously he was as well because um oh yeah you know or it's like something it's kind of this universal we, appeal plus oh yeah, or even the things that like maybe you shouldn't be as nostalgic for like the rose colored glasses at the time but also like I know parents were hitting their kids, and you would run behind the DDT truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's there's just so much of it that that just uh, it, it kind of rung true, and I was surprised because I expected oh, yeah. I expected more of like a surface level, you know, look back at. Yeah, yeah. No, I listen. I I told him when I interviewed him, one of the biggest compliments I can give him was I think I watched it like the day after I was broken up with, and the fact that I still love the movie when I was in like maybe the worst headspace to watch a movie is the power of what he of the storytelling he has mm-hmm. so it's a it's a special very both of you guys underrated underseen flicks and i so, think i think it's like a film real quick a, a film that i think it would yeah. be good to share you know if you have kids you know as i always speak yeah, about yeah, totally. but it's, i think it's, it's pretty family friendly. yeah my my kids enjoyed it and and had so many questions like that's what you really did that's what it was like i'm like that is reality and it's yeah. it, it does touch upon you know a good uh span of time in a way that um open to a lot of conversations so yeah. fun conversations too right. moving right along moving right along uh so at number seven uh-huh. at number seven i have the banshees of inisherin um return to form i think for martin mcdonough uh it's just exceptional i think it's really telling that all four of uh the main actors are considered more or less shoe wins for nominations uh, they're all terrific. Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson doing some of their best work. Kerry Condon, like, emerging on the scene. Barry Keegan, it's probably my favorite performance of his. Like, everyone just clicks. It's so melancholy, but it's so funny at the same time. And it sort of transitions between the two in really interesting ways. Uh, oh. Just really sharply written. It's it's everything I fell in love with that set of collaborators in in Bruges and it sort of brings it back to that, but it also matures it in really interesting ways. And it's definitely one where I'm very glad to see it sort of catching uh, in the award season as much as it is. Definitely. Steve, I'm going decision to leave. Um, I think I feel like we're going to hear that one again in a little bit. I hope so. Um, I think it took a, a story that could have been told in a very, you know, standard way. And, mm. And made it much more interesting and, and added some kind of emotional depth to it. And um, and the performances, this is one of those films that say, where are the nominations? How is this, you know, not, don't just international film or, you know. Yeah, no, that one's uh, not hit anywhere. Yeah, really. it's, it's unfortunate. Uh, but, I mean, I, it's one of those 
that I, I, I would recommend to a lot of people. I, I, I think, you know, of course, if this didn't have subtitles, I think it would be a, a huge hit. Unfortunately, some people, uh, you know, close minded. Go see it. Check it out. It's it's fantastic. All right. Moving right along again. We, we're, we're making we're making well terrible time, but we're doing it. Yeah, we're getting there. We're, we're getting there. Yeah. Um, number six for me is one that we've already talked about a bunch. Uh, Top Gun Maverick. Uh, awesome. w- one of the best blockbuster sort of entertainment experiences of the year. Mm-hmm. Very rewatchable, very engaging. Just it hits on every level that you would want it to. Awesome. Steve? I'm going to go with one that you probably wouldn't expect, and it's going to be Babylon. Oh, um, there we go. The, you came late to that one. Yeah. The uh, the film that I want to watch again the most. Uh, I mean, there's so much to take in. And... It is probably a little too long, but I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I I thought the performances were were great, but I, I really it's more about the uh, just the whole setting. It it takes you all over and it doesn't stop. It's like you know, it's it just whips you around from one place to the other. And where it begins, I'm like, my gosh, you you, you feel like you should be turned off in the first like three minutes and turn off your uh, you know stop playing it and move on. But then it carries you on and it and follows these characters. In a way that I didn't expect, and I quite enjoyed, and I I do. It's funny that you have so many films about filmmaking, and two of, well, I won't no more uh, no hints, but uh, some make my top ten. Um, sure, I appreciate that, and it's like I I can understand people. Uh, there are people who's like, oh, it's on. The, it's a very divisive film, I guess. Um, yeah. And I I lean obviously toward the uh, opposite end of of uh, of miles, I guess, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't hate it, but I'm, I'm okay. somewhere in the middle on it. Yeah, yeah. All right, more middle into your top fives. Into the fives. Uh, well, I guess there's a delayed echo in here because my number five is decision to leave. Oh, nice. there we um, go. I, I absolutely love this one. I'm a big fan of Park Chan Wook's work in general, but this mm-hmm. one felt pretty top tier. Uh, very Hitchcockian uh, in its yes. execution, but in a way that doesn't feel derivative. Um, the use of technology throughout is way more innovative than I think I've seen from a movie that isn't expressly about that. And just the dynamics between the two lead characters and those such tender and subtle performances were just like, uh, you go on such a journey with them and it, it has such a heartbreaking sort of conclusion, but it's it's riveting the entire time. One, one thing I want to say about it that I didn't mention, but the production design of it and the way they would shoot it where he's in the room and, you know, the the approach, the, you know, the, I don't know what how you, you uh, explain this, but um, the way they'd shift in, I guess, reality and time, I guess, in a way, is am I describing that right? I thought it was amazing. You know, he was investigating as he's investigating he is in the scene watching while he's actually not there oh listen park chen wook is gonna direct the hell out of him yeah it's i mean i i I terribly described it it's two o'clock in the morning but uh yeah yeah, go watch but at the same time you're getting like a second wind you're getting all amped up about talking about the movies you liked yeah there you go yeah all right let's uh let's keep it going oh it's it's me yeah yeah you transition um, to your number five. Yes, uh, I'm going to go with the Batman. Um, oh, I yeah, we 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 waxed poetic about that one back in uh, February, March, March, yeah, March. 
and it sticks. Um, that was a long episode. I remember we did on that one. Yeah, I have a feeling. Yeah. I, I I may be wrong, but I have a feeling we may hear this one again. So I'll just say um, it worked. As a fan of Batman yeah. films for decades, um, this this one brings something fresh and is moody and dark. Ten. It is in much. your top ten. It didn't miss mine by much, but when we talk about my awards at the in a little bit. It did. It did pretty well. Okay. Nominations. So I'll just say it's uh, it 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 holds up. So yeah, and I'm hoping sure. I hear about it again in the next four picks. Uh, well, you will you will actually hear about it in the next one because uh, the Batman is my number four. Excellent. Um, I even now that the recency bias has worn off, I will still proclaim it as my favorite Batman movie and probably my favorite comic book movie. It just it hits in such a specific way that feels so tailored to the stuff I like to see. Like it's noirish. It's got mm-hmm. some very clear horror influences. Oh, I it, remember telling you there's a saw scene in the movie, and you're like, "What?" <laughs> there is, though. There is. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it feels very true to the character, but sort of in a gritty, sort of realistic way. But like not just in terms of aesthetics, but in terms of how it sort of deals with the characters. Um, I think Robert Pattinson is very much set up to be perhaps one of the definitive big screen Batman. I think everyone in it is fantastic, beautifully shot, one of the best scores of the year. Like Mm -hmm. every everything about it works for me. And I will say, I it's one of the nearly three hour movies, and I'll talk about another one pretty soon. Uh, There were a lot of them this year, but this is one where like I saw it multiple times, and the runtime never bothered me. And and not one of the characters is a paint by number version of the characters that we've seen. Before. Yeah, they're all no, interesting a... takes on established characters. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I, it's been on TV again, and uh, I've come around a little bit on the end because remember I loved it, but my one hesitancy was the the big uh, Gotham Square Garden sequence was bigger than the rest of the movie, and felt I knew it wasn't, but felt almost like a note of like we need a big scene, and it plays much better when you when you're kind of just know the movie well enough to pick. Oh, okay, you need you need to expand to let him like be the new batman that he's gonna be so i i I appreciate that it's on both of your lists steve where are you at i'm going with uh guillermo del toro's pinocchio oh yeah you were a big fan of that one i was a big fan uh technically it's uh it's a marvel it's incredible um what they've done with stop motion over the last couple of decades is just so impressive but that you know, you can appreciate it on on that uh, wavelength alone. It's but it's the emotional uh, core of it, and the you know the it and also that it, it delivers a story that it's called Pinocchio, but it's really you know the Geppetto story, um, mm-hmm. and it's just, I mean, I was surprised how moved by I was by it, and someone who was traumatized by the original Pinocchio uh, years ago. Uh, the the Disney version. Um, I'm a little hesitant to watch any Pinocchio because if, I don't know if you've watched it. It's terrifying. And this had some very terrifying, very dark uh, aspects to it. But the true humanity that Guillermo uh, del Toro taps into makes that, you know, makes it all worthwhile. It, it's, it brings okay. you pain, but great joy at the same time. So, gotcha. Miles. Uh, the echo in here continues because uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio is my number three. Oh, wow. Oh, awesome. 
Um, everything you said about it is spot on. It's, you know, the technical aspects of it and the stop motion animation and just the technique and the scale of it mm-hmm. uh, is jaw dropping. Uh, it's one of those like musicals that's not based on a musical that's actually pretty effective as a musical like Chow Papa, which is getting all the awards attention isn't my favorite, but I think most of the other numbers are effective. And it just, yeah, the way it deals with the characters and the way it uses this very familiar story to sort of make some points that feel both modern and timeless, um, I think uh, is used very effectively. That last like 20 minutes or so is such a like stab in the gut. Like I, I, I think probably got me emotionally as much as anything I saw this year, this past year. And it really yes. earns it. it. It comes about naturally. It's not just like suddenly the movie's sad now. Like it all no, very all naturally builds to this movie. point. Exactly. And it just, it's where it's even like display. Like I, when I, I spoke to him about it and that scene, especially like, I think it takes the entirety of the movie to build up to that. Otherwise it, you, it could have just gone so wrong at the end. Oh, totally. There's mm-hmm. so many weight points of error here, but I mean, Del Toro is a master and he proves it time and time again. And it's got that blend of like macabre sort of, you know, creepy imagery, but also so much heart underneath that's sort of made exactly. the auteur that he is today. Oh. And, right. and Steve, you know, like a movie he picked to me, it's, it's book ended with, with, uh, it just pulls your heart out in, yeah. uh, and and it works still without ever feeling like over the top, like you, like you're trying to be emotionally uh, manipulated. So that's impressive. Excuse my two a.m. voice because we just hit two a.m. <clears throat> um, I'm gonna go number three is gonna be Tar. Um, there we go. And I know you were you were well, debating where. Oh, the one. echo's gone. Yep. I, I think. Yeah. I, <laughs> well, we'll see. I think it. I think it. Maybe we'll act a little more. Hopefully. Um, Tar. Um, I know people disagree. I think. Oh no, we spent plenty of time disagreeing yeah. on that movie. Yeah, in that we all have three very different opinions. Uh-huh. We have good, very good, and great, basically, or like not for me, but good, very good, and great. I guess. I think beginning to end. I think the the, the toughest part for me is the beginning credits, where you're, what the hell's going on here? Um, but when you get to the end, it's I, I found it very rewarding all the way through, and I think it depends on your take on it, which I like the fact that. It is a film that is two, what, two and a half hours long and still allows you to kind of interpret it and to take away from it what you will. But there's so many discussions there. It taps into so many things that are going on in today's world. And it's a a virtuoso uh, performance by uh, Blanchette. She is, I think it's one of my favorite performances of the decade. She's, she disappears. And I, you know, I, I know it's cliche, but she totally does. And I've seen little clips of it in every clip I see. I'm like, man, where does she tap into that talent? Cause it's, it's just, uh, absolutely amazing. So, you know, again, go see it. Go see it on my whole top 10. All right. There's a lot of good shit on here. Yeah. All right. We're getting to the end. All right. Yep. The final two. Well, these are going to start sounding familiar to anyone who's been listening to what I've been harping on about all year. Uh, At the number two slot, I have RRR. Um, This movie absolutely blindsided me. I'd heard a lot of chatter online, but I didn't know much of anything about it. I saw the trailer. It looked very over the top. It was like, okay, well, let's just, you know, check it out. We'll see. We'll see what's going on. And like within minutes, I was absolutely mesmerized and 
again, talking about a three hour movie that just flew by, like it is long and there are moments where it feels its length, but the highs of this movie are so high. Some of the best action, some of the best, you know, buddy comedy moments, like the Natu Natu scene, which is deservedly getting a lot of good recognition uh, for best original song. That sequence might be my favorite sequence just in isolation of the year. Like I've rewatched that clip of that scene more than anything else from any movie this year. Um, It's just so infectious. And, you know, I, my greatest regret of the year is that I never got to go to one of the big screenings where everyone's like getting up and dancing and like, you know, hooting and hollering. My one screening was very low key. Um, But yeah, it's just, it's, Talking about movies that, like, I feel like move the art form forward, I love that it's getting as much recognition as it is because I feel like it just pushes things in such a way where it's like we forgot movies could be this big, not just in terms of scale, but in terms of ideas and ambition and just like what's the most ridiculously entertaining thing we can do and then just fully committing to some of the most ridiculous visuals you could ever think of with the utmost sincerity. And I think it all works. Let me say real quick, I I love, I appreciate the pure cinematic love for the film and the fact that people say this is a, a, you know, this is a movie and it's got so much. It didn't really work for me totally. I didn't dislike it. Actually, I in the end, I ended up liking it uh, mm-hmm. more than I did for the first half, say. But I think I, I really want to go revisit it because there was a lot of hype. There was, you know whatever the scenario was with my watching it. I didn't get to watch it in a theater. So I do want to revisit it because I, I cannot, everything you say sounds right. And all the clips are, are fantastic and a lot of fun. Um, but I'm just happy to see the joy that people are finding in it. And I hope that when I get to rewatch it, that I, I find it and maybe it moves up. You know, it's still in my top 30 for sure. Um, maybe it moves up to my top 15. Who knows? Maybe my top 10. But uh, I just all love right. hearing your, your energy for it. All right. What about yours? Uh, my number two is everything everywhere all at once. Um, there's an echo again, which is a, a, a film that again, at the halfway point, I was like, talk about a very busy film. I was like, okay, I get it. It's, it's throwing everything at you. There's, there's a hell of a lot to take <laughs> yeah. in. And then that second half, uh, just digs in emotionally and puts the hooks in and doesn't let go. Um, and the performances, it's, a, it's an interesting thing because I think depending on how you describe the movie to someone, it could really go one way there. Because you harp on the multiverse stuff, you forget about all the emotion if you yeah. tell them all about the emotion that first half hour, 45 minutes. Like, what, what am I watching? Well, you that's know? the thing. I didn't watch the trailer, but I did hear the <laughs> multiverse talk. And I was like, okay, so it's hard to you know ignore everything. I don't live in a vacuum. So I went in with a little bit of that and I was like, okay, I get it. You know, you, you, you show me this multiverse, but then the emotion really set in and it made and it, it felt true and it yeah. rings true. It's, you know, there's some beautiful moments. There's some ex- incredibly sad moments. There's uh, exciting is humor. It's, it, it's, it's there's Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, there's, there's just so much to appreciate with it. Then, and it, it was at my, at my top of my list all year long and it, re- it retains the, uh, the number two spot, almost the number one. She finally gets onto your top 10. Halloween ends. Yeah, right. Miles. Yeah. Hey, shh, don't. We're not. No spoilers. I don't think we're super shocked about your number one, but quickly give us 
a little bit more about a movie you have been very vocal about for uh, about nine months, ten months. Yeah, uh, since April. Um, yep, The Echo has returned because my number one film of the year, which locked in very early and has had no risk of budging, uh, was Everything Everywhere, All at Once, one of my new just all-time favorite films, period. I think this is easily the best I've probably seen since I saw my favorite film back in 2008. Uh, it just, man, it like... I've, I've talked to, on this list about films that just sort of hit on every level, but this one hits and exceeds and like comes up yeah. with levels you didn't even know existed. Yeah. And like, it just, the sheer anarchy of how they play with the form of cinema in this movie uh, and how that all somehow coheres into an emotionally resonant story that feels meaningful and makes all the silly randomness suddenly feel very purposeful and very mm-hmm. like specific. And I've gone back to it several times and like, cause the first two times I watched it, like I knew I was in love with it, but I still had some trouble, like sort of keeping up with the different multiverses and like, okay, where are we at now? And Oh, we're jumping around and what's going on in this storyline. And th- there was a lot of just like, sort of losing the thread but like you go back to it it all ties together and it all flows in such a way where it's like it's going for emotional logic maybe sometimes more than narrative logic but it hits every single time and you know there's the the you know i would have loved doing laundry and taxes with you line that's like been quoted to death but like Mm -hmm. god damn it fucking hits like a sucker punch and just (laughs) everything about the emotional conclusion with the mother and the daughter and just everything about all the different character arcs that happen in the movie and the sort of the the like quietly bittersweet ending just it's 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 a marvel it's it's a miracle that this movie exists and that it's as good as it is the idea you can have all those loose ends all that craziness a chaos and then it comes together like a well-tied bow and you go wow and it's like you walk i walked i mean that's the, the, one of the films i sat in the theater and i'm like what did i just experience and i it, it really hit me i was like man that was i've got to stop I got to pause here and, and let it settle. Um, and it still hasn't settled. It's like, it's, I can't wait to share it with some people who I think will have a similar reaction as I did, you know, saying, man, there's a lot going on here. Is, you know, is this just going to be throw it all at me and hope some of it, uh, some of it sticks. But when it comes together, I, you know, I, I can't see you not being in tears or at least being moved by that film. So. Yeah. All right. Um, your number one is a film you've also talked plenty about. So, yeah. Give us a few final words well, on your number someone one. Someone knows my number one. It's the Banshees of Inishirin. Um, nice. I mean, the performances uh, and the writing are at the core of it. The But, you know, the score and the cinematography went on a technical side, I guess. Um, you know, just complemented so well. But what I, what I loved about this film and what I, every single time I see a clip, I go, man, I just want to sit down, grab a pint and be there for that uncomfortable conversation or, you know, just be in this world that they've created. Um, and there's much more to it than just, you know, it's not just characters. Uh, it's got something to say, but it, it's just, I don't know, something about it just, uh, uh, resonates. You know, I, I'm trying to find it. It, it 
just works. And it, it's like well, one of those films that you... Sometimes it even escapes words. Yeah. It, like, I, it I, feels I, right. I guess it does, you know, for me. But it's a, one of those films that you, you always will remember. It's not like, well, what happened in that? It's got to, it connects with you in an emotional way. Um, and these characters and just the, the, the whole idea of the friendship and, and seeing these characters, yes. even though they're not the same characters as in uh, in Bruges. Um, it's the partnership between the actors. It does feel like they are connected. It feels yes. like yeah. a continuation yes. of that chemistry, just in a yeah. very different setting. And it just, yeah. yeah. So, there's, I mean, it's it's a it's a very hard film for me to describe, obviously. And but yeah, maybe that's a, why I love it so a, much. It's a mood movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, you have to. It's kind of just something you experience. Um, excellent. Good top tens. The rest of the list you guys will see in a couple days on the site. Before we wrap, we'll quickly go through the awards that I gave out, where you'll hear many of these things mentioned quickly. Um, Best visual effects. My nominees were Avatar, Batman, Black Panther, Doctor Strange, Nope, and Thor. Obviously, the aforementioned sequels. Uh, what do you guys think my pick was? Avatar. Probably Avatar. Avatar wins. Doctor Strange runner-up. Oh, good. I like okay. that multiverse nonsense. Um, song. The Automat song. Black Panther's, Black Panther's song. RRR song. Top Gun song. Where the Crawdads sing song and White Noises song. I'm um, guessing you went with Top Gun song. Yeah, same here. That was correct. Whereas uh, Taylor Swift was, was my runner-up. Oh, wow. yeah, I, solid year for songs actually. Yeah, uh, score. Is, actually. Babylon, Banshees, hmm. Batman, Fablemans. She said the whale. Well, if I recall something I heard earlier, I believe uh, it's Babylon. Yeah, I'm going to say the same. Interestingly, it is now Babylon, but at the time I picked the whale, so I'll give you both credit. All That's right. the one, too. They're 1A, 1B. I really do like that whale score, even though I know it's uh, more imposing than I think people would prefer, given the uh, the quietness of the film otherwise, or at least the mm. low-keyness. Um, it's a love-it-or-hate-it score, but I kind of like that. Sound. All Quiet on the Western Front. Avatar. Batman. Tar. Terrifier 2. Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> Fascinating. Listen, there's a lot of there's a lot of crunching of bones and goo, like like the making her into a puppet sa- uh, scene. Yeah, yeah. Wild sound in that movie. No, no, it's just a surprising <laughs> one to hear. Um, that said, I'm guessing you're going with Top Gun. Well, it rattled my seat, so I'm going Top Gun. Top Gun wins. Tar runner up. It's oh. so intrinsic to the movie, the sound. Mm-hmm. All right, makeup and hairstyling. Babylon, Batman. The Fablemans, Terrifier 2, The Whale, and X. Yes, Terrifier 2 got multiple nominations from me. Naturally. I'm guessing you went with The Whale. I'm going with The Whale as well. Yes. Runner-up was X. I figured. Yeah. I mean, those are the the ones. Um, Editing. Banshees, Batman, Everything Everywhere, The Fablemans, She Said, Top Gun. Um, I'm between two. I'm going to say everything everywhere. And I will go the my other one, Top Gun. Uh, Top Gun was my runner-up. My winner was The Fablemans. Oh, wow. That movie could be... Interesting. That movie could be way too slow. But it was just such... Such a perfectly, like, following the the line. Kind of, I don't know, it's hard to explain. But that movie works because of that, I think, in part. Um, costume design. Babylon, Everything Everywhere, The Fablemans, Glass Onion, Prey, and Women Talking. Interesting. 
Babylon. Uh, yeah, Babylon. Yep, Babylon wins. Everything, everywhere, the runner-up. You could tell I didn't really have a sixth, could you? couldn't you? A little bit. Yeah. I was like, pray. Um, cinematography, Avatar, Babylon, Batman, Everything, Everywhere, The Fableman's Top Gun. What was the first one? Avatar. Avatar. Or, or Avatar. Avatar. Mm. Uh, I'm going to guess Fableman's. I'm going to go with, uh, let's go with the Batman. Fableman's wins. Babylon runner-up. Batman would have been three. Batman getting a lot of nominations for coming up short in a lot of things here. Pulling an Irishman. Uh, production design. Babylon. Batman. Black Panther. Fableman's. Glass Onion. The Whale. I'm going Babylon. I'm going Glass Onion. Babylon wins. Fableman's runner-up. Glass Onion was three. Yeah. I, Fableman's is low-key production design, but... It's definitely how he remembers his house. I don't know. There's something about that. International feature. All Quiet on the Western Front. Bardo. Close. Hatching. Official competition. RRR. Oh, gosh. I don't know that I know. Um, All Quiet on the Western Front? Steve? Yeah, I'll go with that as well. It's the runner-up. I went with RRR. Oh, oh really? Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm quieter about it, but I well, listen, I love that movie, too. Just, I felt the length more than most. Documentary feature. The Automat. Gabby Giffords Won't Back Down. Goodnight Oppie. Love in the Constitution. Moonage Daydream. And Senior. Goodnight Oppie. Senior. Senior wins. Yeah. Automat runner-up. Oppie's good, too. Animated feature, Apollo 10 and a half, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Lightyear, Marcel the Shell, Puss in Boots, Turning Red. Huh. Yep, it was just the ones everyone liked. <laughs> uh, Pinocchio? I'm in, uh, I'm in, I'll go Apollo 10 and a half. Apollo wins, Pinocchio yes. runner-up. Those are, those are easily the top yeah, two of the year. Those are by far, in my opinion. Best Ensemble which I want you guys to think about for when we wrap up who you would give or the one or two your body of work prize to. So we're going to talk about ensemble right now, but who, who ha- actors or actresses who had multiple performances this year, Oh, who you would cite. So you can think about that while we do the rest. So I'll give you an example. Um, the two that I think should be on any list. We'll, we'll make it a mount. We'll make it mount more and more because they had more performances. You can tell it's late. Um, and the two that I think should be put on there are Colin Farrell and Han Chow, for sure. Yes. Yeah. So just Hard to argue with those. Moment. Yeah. Um, for ensemble, my nominees were Babylon, The Fablemans, Glass Onion, She Said, The Whale, and Women Talking. <sighs> See, and I did this one before you got the acting category. So you didn't yeah, know. yeah, that's smart. Um, I'm going to go Fablemans. That's what I would say, too. Fablemans wins. She Said runner-up. Way of way of honoring some of those uh, supporting ladies and favorite ones. I mean, and, and she said, original screenplay, everything, everywhere, all at once. The Fablemans, fresh, pleasure, the unbearable weight of massive talent, and vengeance. Oh, nice! Took all the took all those original screenplays we talked about being so good and went in completely opposite directions. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, yeah, nothing um, wrong with Banshees, but yeah. Nah. Um, I think you're gonna go with Fablemans. 
Uh, vengeance. Fableman's wins. Everything everywhere. The runner up. So the the two the two big ones still at the top two. Sure. Adapted screenplay. I'm gonna go in reverse order. Women talking. White noise. The whale. She said. Glass onion. So basically a five, right? And uh, um, um, clerks three. I think you went with clerks three, you son of a bitch. I'll say she said just to be different. Well, you got the runner up right, Steve, because yeah, nice. I, went with, I gave Kevin Smith an award. Like, I've got the power. Congratulations, also, listen, Kevin Smith. It's it's an we all have noticed the adapted races a little weak, so why not? All right, supporting actress Hong Chow for the whale. Carrie Condon, Banshees. Claire Foy, Women Talking. Stephanie Sue, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Janelle Monet, Glass Onion. Carrie Mulligan, She Said. I think you're going Carrie Mulligan. Hmm. What was the, what was the first one? Hong first Chow. Simon. I'll go Mulligan as well. Mulligan's my runner-up. I had to ding her a little <laughs> bit for kind of being a lead. Uh, I went Janelle Monet. Uh, oh, interesting. I call. think if you like Glass Onion, you have to really like that performance. No, totally. And uh. that character. Supporting actor, Paul Dano, The Fablemans, Brendan Gleeson, Banshees, Brian Tyree Henry, Causeway, Judd Hirsch, The Fablemans, Pedro Pascal, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Yes. Kiwi Kwan, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, I like I like the inclusion of Pedro Pascal there because I remember when yes. the movie came out saying he should be on people's radar and he wasn't. Um, I think you're going to go Judd Hirsch. Uh, I'll say Quan. Quan wins. In oh. fact, my runner up was Dano. Oh, right. Hirsch on. is great, but like there's so much more meat on the bones of the other two. No, I agree. I just thought that was where you were going to go. Yeah. Actress. Kate Blanchett for Tar. This is the one that I think um, uh, Robert even was like interested in. Mia Goth for X, not Pearl. Mm. Also, two performances, not one. Uh, Sophia Capel for Pleasure, movie I saw two years ago, but still. Uh, Zoe Kazan, she said. Margot Robbie, Babylon. Michelle Yao, everything, everywhere, all at once. Blanchett. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Blanchett too. Michelle Yao wins. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, not a bad yeah. choice, but my runner-up Sophia Capel for pleasure. Wow, it's a good category, at least the way I did it. Uh, <laughs> actor Nicholas Cage, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Diego Calva, Babylon. Tom Cruise, Top Gun. Colin Farrell, Banshees. Brendan Fraser, The Whale. Adam Sandler, Hustle. Uh, I think it's got to be Fraser. Yep, same here, Fraser. Razor wins. Runner-up, Nicolas Cage. Not too shabby. Still love that performance. Director, Darren Aronofsky, The Whale. Daniels, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Joseph Kaczynski, Top Gun Maverick. Matt Reeves, The Batman. Maria Schrader, She Said. Steven Spielberg, The Fablemans. Nice lineup, but I'm going to go Spielberg, yeah. Yeah. Spielberg wins. Runner-up, Daniels. Nice. That would have been my choice. I mean, that's... And best picture. I mean, we know the answer, but I'll give you them anyway. Uh, Clerks 3, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, She Said, Top Gun, The Whale. I don't know that you guys need to guess. You know the answer. Fablemans was my number one. Yeah. And but... I went She Says, my runner up, because 
I can only take so much of people complaining about me doing things with Kevin Smith. All right. <laughs> Think about that for two seconds. The other people you want to put on that mount. Because, uh, Miles, you can have a minute to talk about Megan, a film that I was uh, somewhat indifferent to. Oh, yeah. So I got tired of watching all the Oscar-y stuff from last week where I had a lot of catching up to do. So the only new thing I saw this week was Megan. Or, I'm sorry, Mithrigan. Um I can't wait to see how they title those inevitable sequels. Um, I adored it. It was exactly what I wanted it to be. It's silly and it's campy and it does have a little bit of that creepy like technology gone awry sort of vibe to it but uh it's mostly just a lot of campy fun it's from the writer of malignant and you can really tell um and it's you know it's a little dumber than i wanted it to be i will say that See, I like, thought it was smarter than I was expecting it some to of be. Stuff. Because some of the stuff a lot of the commentary okay. about like technology and the use of it in parenting and stuff like that. And also like the commercials at the beginning had like almost this Robocop quality to sure, them sure. where it's it like hints, this satire it of it, it the movie as a whole doesn't commit to that, but that early on they sort of established this like sort of like alternate future where this stuff well, is just kind of normal. That's I think what I wanted them to lean into more. Because then I then I start to when you get a little more realistic, you start to go like, I don't know. They're, they're presenting her as like this uber genius, but also like strangely, I don't know. Like I, the character was written real strange. Oh, the Allison uh, Williams, she does a very good job playing like the worst person ever, like who like yeah, yeah. would rather build the most sophisticated robot on the face of the earth rather than spend even a day with her like distraught niece. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And she's talking about, like, how expensive, like, Megan is, right? And how it's this insanely expensive project. And then... That she, she also casually... maybe stole the money to build in the first place. Yep, there's that. Also, sort of randomly, like, when they reveal the the college project she just did for funsies, that even if that's the... Oh, the, yeah, the, the Rock'em shitty... Sock'em robot. <laughs> yeah, but that still was, like, a $100,000 robot, like, that she just made for fun, that, like, really? You just did that in your, in your like, dorm room? Like, why are you wor- working for a toy company if you're building, like, full-on robots? Yeah, yeah, you would be working like, for, casually. like, the CIA or NASA. But all that stuff is, it's, it's fine. I just, I wish, I think because people were so excited for it because of the, the, like, pop culture of, like, oh, Megan's an icon and all these things that, like, just sometimes happen... I think people, and not you, because you seem to have liked it as like a silly horror experience, as like a good version of a January movie, like met it more than. Well, yeah, when you fucking consider what we normally get in January, this is a work. Oh no, it's it's definitely benefiting from that, and also people wanting to like change the pace from the Oscar stuff. I just wish it like met me a little more halfway. It's really banking on you going in almost like it's a party of like, oh, Megan, because I I feel like some of the laughter is is less intentional than maybe they they wanted i think they were going for like a a 50 50 at best and people are treating it like an 80 20 comedy almost but i mean it played way more like a comedy to me i I mean most of my theater was like very like every time she like gave a certain look or she said something out of line inevitably somebody in the audience would be like oh megan like i think it's, it's if you if you show up ready to play on the movie's wavelength it's a really fun time I think maybe me not having seen a trailer also played into it, which is always better. But I think I was I was like, wait, is, well, I think I actually turned to a friend of mine who we um, I met him at Toronto and he was there and I actually turned at one point. I was like, are we on drugs? Like <laughs> this movie might be on drugs. And listen, my my two and a half star mixed review was not a pan. It was like, I don't know. I wanted a little more out of it. And people are getting more out of it. You know, Godspeed. 
Um, Steve, I know you want to see it, so when you get to it, we can talk about it more. Because next week, we're also going to talk about Skinamarink, because um, I've seen it, and I will hold my thoughts, even though I have to write this goddamn review once we finish this. Because um, Miles is going to see it this weekend, and boy, I, I wonder what he's going to think. I kind of hope we wildly disagree, because it'll be interesting, but I'm I'm fascinated. Uh, this weekend, when I get my, my message from, from Miles about what he liked, what he thought of it, I'm going to be uh, eager, eager. I, I don't know what this means, but I'm very much... I guess looking forward to it is the wrong way to view it, but um, I'm you will, you I'm will very, very curious for the experience. Oh yeah, at a certain there will come a point in the movie where you uh, will for, formulate your opinion, and it will be the opinion. Uh, I'm being so vague on purpose, but I, I'm very interested in discussing it because it is um, uh, stylistically and and in terms of how it's doing what it's doing is is interesting. But we'll see. All right. Let's wrap up. Who else are we adding to Mount Mormore? We got two uh, so far. Well, yeah, Farrell and Chow, I think, should absolutely be there. Mia Goth. Uh, Mia yes. Goth. Yeah, she had an amazing year. And, and I'll throw out uh, Paul Dano between the Batman yes. and the Fablemans. Oh, yeah. These are, all people I, these are all people I thought of. I like that. I like that. Do we have a fifth? What about... Um... Who else was in a couple? I mean, more front-loaded, but you got Zoe Kravitz with the Batman and Kimmy. That's an option. Yeah. See if that's a, that's a, else. No, but I do like that one as well. Yeah. I, um, Zoe was great. Give me one second. Otherwise, oh, you know what? Talk about front-loaded. Uh, Tom Hanks, A Man Called Otto, and Elvis. Well, is that? are we talking about quality year or just in stuff? That's also true. Oh, hey, you know what? I like the man. Oh, I got Otto. it. I got it. Could have been. I, I haven't that. seen that one. That's not the one I'm talking about. I'm sure you won't like it. <laughs> but no. yeah, I I've did. got the fifth though. It's um, it's Samantha. It's Samantha Morton. For, oh uh, fuck yeah, it is. Well, yeah, we did it. For, special achievement for showing up in one scene and stealing two movies. Wait, wait what was the yeah, second I, one? I mean, the whale, the and, whale she and she said. Oh, the whale. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, you're I right. I feel like she might be the winner of this category in a weird way. Yeah, you know what? I I, I think she I mean, maybe, but I think Farrell just has so many more projects that yeah, it's yeah, tough yeah. not to give it to him. Totally. That's fair. All right. Well, and also he's like genuinely great was... in both Banshees and After Yang. So, wait, so it's a four. Totally. We, we have uh, to decide otherwise. Five, Colin Farrell, Hong Chow, um, Samantha Morton, that's three. Mm-hmm. There's Goth, uh, Paul Dano, or Mia Goth. Goth, Paul Dano. There you go. I I would drop I would drop Paul. I, I like Paul. Yeah, I, I like we, Paul we, as well. But special think... citation is Zoe Kravitz. Um, all right. Say where you can be followed, and if you want to give a special below the line win to someone, or a just something, you get one more one more quick like best of the year, and then we're going to bed. Fair enough. Uh, well, you can find me on both Twitter and Letterboxd at Miles on Film. That's M-Y-L-E-S on Film. Please check out my short films, American Exorcist and Once Upon a Dracula. They are both on YouTube under Aftershock Pictures and Chase Capo, respectively. Um, and check out my writing on Awards Radar and Looper. Um, uh, special uh, citation. You know what? Best documentary I saw this year, Fire of Love. Uh, it's a, you can check it out on Disney plus now, really, really entertaining, amazing use of sort of <coughs> archival footage and just the story that it tells is really compelling and told in a visually hypnotic way. Yeah. Maybe the, possibly the front runner. I don't know. It's in, it's in play. 
It's definitely in play, yeah. All right. You can follow me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Filmsnork. Um, you can also listen to The Verse. We just had the holiday special, and now we're following that up with a look forward into the year, all the way to the year 2023, um, covering all the TV and f- some of the films coming out in the cinematic universes. Um, and you know what? I'll follow up. I'll, I'll follow uh, Miles' lead with uh, Bad Axe for a documentary. I think it's underseen. Nice. I think it. I think it made the short list, right? Um, I'm gonna double check right now. I hope it I did. I think it did. I'm pretty sure I did. I think both. I mean, both of them did. Yeah. I, I, I but mentioned. Yeah, and I will confirm with you right now. It's one that doesn't get a lot of talk, but it definitely deserves it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it could get nominated, but it, it'll. We'll see. Um, here the. Uh, you can find me at Joey Maggotson, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, all that stuff. Awards radars on several things. The documentary um, shortlist, we've got uh, Hallelujah, Leonard Cohen, A Journey of Song, The Janes, Bad Axe is there. Yay. Navalny, Retrograde, Descendant, Moonage Daydream, All That Breathes, Fire of Love, All the Beauty and the Bloodshed. So that's what's competing. Um, and I will just say, look out for um, the staff awards this weekend. Look out for a whole bunch of interviews. We've mentioned several. Um, I actually am doing one uh, in the afternoon with uh, Jesse Eisenberg for his movie he directed. And uh, uh, Finn Wolfhard is the star of it, which I believe, Steve, one of your girls is a fan of, right? Yes. Both my daughters are, actually. So. Well, there you go. So when you... When you cut that one, you can you can sit them on your laps. We'll gather look. around. Come on, yes, girls. gather around. S- well, I cut down on his choose time. an edit. Um, yes, listen. If you can teach them to edit, we we can have something going. Uh, no, no, no. That's a no, there's no. an idea. They need sleep. <laughs> they need sleep more yeah, than I do. We all do. We all yeah. That's <clears> they got like school and stuff. All right. Thank you everyone for listening. This is one of our longer episodes, but we got a lot done and we actually talked about awards. Almost all awards. Megan fucked that up, but it's cool. Damn it, Megan. Um, it's very well, she is a disruptor. (laughs) Yep. And, uh, stop dancing next week. Yep. She's a, she's a dancer. (laughs) No, keep it up. (laughs) Yeah. We'll talk more about the precursors next week. We'll, we'll chime in on various things. And, uh, as we wrap up, I think it's only appropriate to end with, Oh, Oh, Megan. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe and to visit awardsradar.com for the best in awards and entertainment content. <laughs>